it's about that time. For the inside trim. You know that nasty trim. Don't wind up on your back, bro. Are you ready? And we're back. What's up, wrestling fans? Oh, yeah, wrestling fans. We are definitely back. Episode number 17 of the Inside Trip Wrestling Podcast. My name is Brandon Olinger. I am alongside my partner in crime, Benjamin Watson. Don't tie up with Vincenzo. Or you wind up on your back, bro. (laughs) <laughs> Man, love that. Yeah, Vincenzo Joseph, he needs to sponsor our podcast because he is the inside trip. Not sponsor. If we were looking for a spokesman, spokesman I'm yeah. picking him. Spokesman. Yeah, right? no doubt about it. I'm definitely picking him. That dude has a nasty inside trip. I love you it. You know that nasty the trip. Y'all. <laughs> <laughs> he won three matches in a row with that trip. We'll get into that later. Yeah. So what's up, man? Uh, nothing. As I said, this is episode number 17. I cannot believe we've made it this far, but we are so happy that we have. Um, and we're going to keep on going. A um, couple of things to get out of the way. Listen, find us on Twitter. Follow us at the Inside Trip One. You can send us emails to the Inside Trip One at gmail.com. We are located on all your favorite podcast sites, specifically iTunes and Google Play. Please subscribe, listen, rate, review. Yeah, rate and review for sure. We love the feedback. Always love the feedback. Yeah, we actually got a couple of reviews. That's awesome. We'd like some more. I like good reviews. Yeah, you know, I'll take, I'll take, I'll even take a bad review. You know, I know it'd be probably a good review for you and a bad one for me, but I still take it. <laughs> Whatever, I still take it. Whatever, or send us emails. Send us emails, emails. are fun. Absolutely, e- emails are really fun. Or hit us up on Twitter. Whatever. Let's freaking let's get after it. So all of you will be happy to know that Ben is fully dressed today in the podcast room. I wore shorts and I turned the heat down. <laughs> <laughs> I wore shorts today. My knee pits are still sweating. So I think it's a me problem, not a you problem. I don't know about that. I just spent four days with you in a hotel room, and you were hardly clothed the entire time. It made me feel very uncomfortable. That, that was true. Very much true. <laughs> it sounds like you're getting a little sick. You lose your voice from screaming so much at the NCAA yeah, this tournament. Yeah, this is from uh, – the voice is from the NCAA tournament. I'll tell you what. I kind of like it, though. It makes me feel like Tone Loke. Oh, okay. Remember him? Do you remember Tone Loke? <laughs> yeah. What song? Funky Cold There you go. Yeah, something like that. All right. All right. So listen, what a great weekend, man. There's so much to talk about. Some of the best wrestling, obviously, we've seen all year long. Um, So let's just get into this. What do you think, man? What do you, one word to describe this past weekend. Give it to me. Predictable. Really? (laughs) Predictable? Yeah. Let me tell you why. Because Penn State whipped everybody's butt. And we knew it was going to, we knew that was going to happen. That is the total opposite of what I would have said. All right, all right. Well, My, I, you're right, though. With Seriano being out, I didn't predict. I still thought they were going to win, but I didn't think they were going to win by that much. Holy crap. If I only get one word, I got to choose between chaos and pandemonium because it was insane. You think it was more insane than any other NCAA tournament, though, in terms of upsets? Not, I don't know. Not just talking about upsets, but I mean, dude, I think there was a lot that happened that was that was unexpected. I guess like, you're let's right. Let's just put it this way. You're right. You brought up Penn State. That was one of the first points of discussion that I wrote down today. I mean, Penn State is dominant. They're in the midst of a dynasty. They put five consecutive weights in the NCAA Finals. It was a dual meet. And they won all five of those weights. Yeah, and you knew it was going to happen towards the end of it. I mean, 
they were rolling. They were just rolling, man. But you're right. Maybe it wasn't predictable. And let me tell you why it wasn't predictable. Because I didn't predict Imar or Gabe Dean was going to lose. And they both did. To Penn State wrestlers. Yeah, I mean, I didn't predict that. I didn't think there was any way Bo Nickel was going to beat. Well, towards the end of the tournament, actually, I think we both picked Bo Nickel to win. But like during, you know, throughout the year, we thought it was Gabe Dean. I thought Gabe Dean was untouchable this year. But you're right. Prior to the finals, when we all were kind of doing our finals pickems, we we did pick Bo Nickel. And it's funny because the rationale behind that, too, was it's like, look, Bo Nickel is the fifth out of five guys. All right. They're ending it with him. If they go four for four before him, he's going to ride that whatever that momentum train. And uh, Gabe Dean is in trouble. And guess what? They lost. I mean, I mean, they gave him lost. Gave Dean lost. I, 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 you're right. It wasn't predictable. It was when I said predictable. I, I knew Penn State was going to be dominant force. Right. I knew they were going to put up a ton of bonus points every freaking time you looked around. They were pinning somebody or majoring somebody. They finished with like 32 something bonus points. The second closest team was Ohio State with 23 or so. So that's an extra. That's an extra nine bonus points. It's insane, man. Yeah. I mean, 32 extra bonus points. That's a. That's more than a wrestler. You know what I'm saying? Right. And, and I'll tell you what. Give me – give them a healthy Nick Suriano on the bottom half of that bracket. Oh, it's ugly. And after knowing how the top half shook out too, you're probably looking at six national champs. Uh, definitely – I mean, Nick Suriano definitely could have won that bracket for sure. Absolutely. That's crazy. And they're all coming back. I mean, they lose Goulibon. That's it. That, I think McCutcheon's a junior, right? I think so. And they might get Cortez back. Yeah, I mean, who, who might score a couple points at NCAAs? Who knows though? He might end up being a national champ next year. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I, yeah. You never know what's going to happen with Penn State, but look, they're bringing all those guys back minus Goulibon. But hey, they're probably going to replace him with a Nick Lee. I mean, hey, that's a wash. I forgot about that. I mean, yeah. I mean, I think there's a good chance that listen, Ohio State is bringing back a hell of a team next year too, and there's yeah. a great chance that Ohio State is going to break the record for the most points ever scored by a second place team. Was that like 125 or something like that? Yeah, I think it's like 125 and a half. I no, think Iowa I, did it. Ohio State's bringing yeah, Iowa did do it. Ohio State is bringing back every one of their point scores. Um, so it was Penn State minus Goulibon, who I think what won two matches at the NCAA tournament, which it doesn't score you a lot of points. You really don't start getting a lot of points until you start getting into the placement rounds. Um, they're, I mean, it is they're a dynasty. You know, they're a dynasty. They, what have they won? Seven out of the last eight or six out of the last seven? I think it's six out of the last seven. Six out of the last seven. Ohio State won the other one. Um, and that was when Penn State basically gave up and redshirted all of their team. Right. And then they still finished in sixth place, <laughs> redshirting, you know, a national championship team. Penn State is, is, is utterly insane. You know, we talk about them a lot on the podcast just because they're so good. It's almost like we sound like Penn State freaking homers. I was getting ready to say, damn it, here we go again talking about Penn State. Yeah. Look, I, but at the same time, you know, a couple of their finals matches were won not without controversy, in my opinion, and we can get to those later. I agree, um, but I will just let me go on record now and say it: I'm going to eat my crow. I will never doubt Bo Nickel again. Yeah, I mean he's great, but I still think that Miles Martin can beat him. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I'm not penciling him in. He, he's not null for Rutherford who I'm penciling in for a couple more titles. But my my, my Mars two and four against him in college, right? right. So no, I'm not saying he can't be beat. I'm just saying I'm not going to doubt him right now. Oh yeah, I mean the dude's a freaking stud. He was he, pinning everybody. He teched and pinned his way to the finals, you know, until and then he beat Gabe Dean. Yeah, and then beat Gabe Dean, who by who was leading the Hodge race until he lost. <laughs> right. All right. So a lot of stuff to talk about even before we get into the brackets. Um, look, I know you are. I got have got a lot of opinions on this, so let's just talk about this now. One of my biggest beefs over this weekend. 
Well, it's, it's two parts, actually. A, officiating, and B, video reviews. What are your thoughts, Ben? Uh, video reviews are – is a huge – Hot garbage? Yeah. I mean, it, it's, it's, a, it's a beef of mine. I think what – I didn't look at the statistics, but it was something like – out of sixty something video reviews, ten. I think it was ten out of sixty-eight. Ten out, I yeah. Think. Okay, well, I was close enough. Yeah, yeah. Ten out of sixty-eight were overturned. Um, the number's got to be higher than that, in my opinion, because we've seen we see we see officials miss things all the time. The problem is, you have a referee who made the call reviewing the call, and bottom line is that person's going to have an internal bias, whether they think they do or not, because they're going to believe what they saw. Right, and also it's a conflict of interest in terms of wanting to overturn your own um, call. Correct. Okay, so if it's even close, you're you're not gonna, you know, if it's even close, but you think the call is that you made is wrong, you might not overturn it. And we didn't see him overturned a lot this weekend. Um, you know, I'm not going to get into well, you know, the ones that we did see overturn were ones that helped Penn State. I'm not sure there's a conspiracy theory there. I do think that a ref probably. It might give a little more lean. You know, there might be a little more weight put on a ref to review a call a little harder with when Kale's looking at it rather than a coach from maybe Davidson or something like that. But you know, I don't think they're intern. I don't think they're internally thinking, "Oh, it's Kale. We're going to give him you know more benefit of the doubt." But bottom line is, you need a, you need a third party. You need a neutral arbiter to review these calls that's outside the sphere of making the original call. Because without that, I'm not sure you're going to get it right. Because we saw calls that. When you go back and watch, and you can, we get this is the great thing. Fans get the opportunity to second guess and Monday morning quarterback these calls sure. by watching them in slow motion. But the problem is, so do the refs now. The refs get the opportunity to watch these calls in slow motion, mat side. And if you miss a call when it's going, when, when, the, when the match is going on, understandable. No ref is going to be perfect. But when you go back and review it and watch it in slow motion, and still miss the call, you know. I've got some questions about that. I, I don't know. I don't know how you do it. I don't know either. Um, you know, I don't know if you have a third ref mat side or if you do it like if there is a you know video review booth. Um, and I'm talking strictly nationals. I think it's very difficult to do to have something done all throughout the year, every duel because oh, it, yeah. it, there is a there is sure. a cost that comes with it, paying extra refs or whatnot. But for the big tournaments, especially the conference tournaments and the national tournament, there's got to be a better way. You can't have the ref making the call, going and reviewing his call because uh, the bottom line is is there was a few calls. Um, that I can think of off the top of my head that it was blatant. I mean, absolutely blatantly the wrong call. They review them. They don't overturn them. And we're not the only ones talking about this. No, it was the, it was to the point where we were sitting in the stands and we're going, nah, that's not going to get overturned. Nope. That's not going to get overturned. And, and while we're on this topic, what the hell is the second ref doing? Is he Does he serve a purpose whatsoever? Because he's sometimes in a better position to make a call, and he sees the other ref making the wrong call, and they'll go up and chat about it, and then the call stands. The The other ref... Because they don't want to, you know, they're on the same team. They don't want to step on the other person's toes. But the second ref should feel emboldened to say, look, man, you were out of position. You know, you're, you were in a position that where you didn't see this. This dude's foot was clearly out of bounds. I'm telling you right now, you better make that call. Or if not, we're going to have to go to a video review. The second ref should be able to call for a video review. I agree with like, you completely. Inter- you know, because refs can call for a video review or a team can call for it. But a team only has so many challenges. Right. 
And then after that, you have, you got to pray for the ref right. to do it. And then oh, and then if you're Penn State, you get it. You know, the, the ref gets to go do it, <laughs> which happened when, you know, the old phantom headgear pull, which I don't think was phantom, but come on, dog. Come on, dog. Saved by the buzzer twice, Mark Hall, and then he crosses his arms like he thinks he's the man when he got two lucky calls to win a title. Dude, I'll mess you up right now, son. Um, I'm not happy about Mark Hall. I know Hall you're not he happy about that. he thinks he's the man when he, when he won a match that he shouldn't have. Um, and I'll say that on the podcast. I apologize, Brandon, if it makes you feel bad. But No, I I'm don't saying, feel bad. I'm saying it. Man, this is your show. Um, Speak your mind, bro. So the second ref needs to be emboldened to be able to say, we need to go to the monitor. If he doesn't want to call him out directly and say, you missed that call, say, hey, I think this. Let's go no, to the I monitor. agree. I think I read an interesting statistic. I think Flo put it out in a little article today. Um, and I don't know if they were talking about the season, the entire season, or just the, the NCAA championships, but – the percentage of calls that are overturned has never been greater than 20%. Yeah, it's not. I think it's ranged from like 14 to 20%. And 20 was, I think, in their second year. 20 was in the second year. I think year you're they right, were, and it's were, gotten lower every year since. Yeah, it, it, well, no, one year it was like 8%, actually. Ugh. And this year it was like 14%. Okay. Or something, which well, still hell, isn't eight, great. 14, whatever. Yeah, 14% isn't great when you, when you expect that, that calls are going to be missed. And calls are going to be missed, and it's okay. That's why the video review is put in place. I hear you. All right, let's Sorry, go. I got a little mad. That's all, no. Today was the first day I could watch the Bojo. Um, what is today? Tuesday. So I guess it's not been hasn't been that long. Today was the first day I could watch Bojo. Um, Mark Hall Mark match. Mark Hall match. And I watched it, and I watched it in slow-mo, and then I watched it in regular time. And there's no way that that's not a takedown. Um, the way they call takedowns. The way, the way they, they call, call takedowns, takedowns. The way the rule is written. I'm sorry. My understanding is, and if I'm wrong and somebody's listening to this and you're a ref, please – Call me out on it, but there is no reaction time on takedowns regardless of what the position is. I think there is. What they're saying is there's no reaction time in a rear standing. But I don't understand that, though. Okay, what they're saying is so if you, if you go around from behind uh-huh. or if you score from behind on a single leg, the guy's hands on the ground even for a second, there's no reaction time. So when a guy's and, sitting on his butt with both legs correct. covered and well, a hand on the mat. Then what you need to do is establish control. But that, he, he had established control at the time. They, they, let the ref, they wrestled through the position. Okay. So if two was called, wrestling through the position, a reversal potentially would have occurred. Now, it might not have occurred because Mark Hall might have bellied out. Sure. But they allow him to wrestle through the position. But the problem is two was confirmed – or two – not confirmed. Two happened early on. So it was off of – I don't know why we're going into this right now. Mark Hall hit a single leg. both flattened him out, stepped the leg had an underhook on the other side, yep. and Mark Hall's belly was c- close to the mat. This was yes. early on. This is before even the photos that they're showing. Right, correct. That's two immediately. Then Mark Hall starts to come up. Bo starts to pressure into him. Bo continues to pressure into him. That's still two. That's still two. That's still two. And then Mark Hall slips his leg out, and then he starts to go for the reversal. So that would be that you know that would be two and two reversal. Then they go out of bounds. Right. The correct call, had it been called live with the flow of wrestling, should have been two and two. Two and two. Now – it went to review. Had the review gone Ohio State's way, it would have been two point takedown, no reversal. Mark Hall would have started down. Correct, which which would have been a nice, which would have been nice for both. But <laughs> it didn't. And you know what? I say that I'm over it, but I'm not yet. I will get over it, right? But I'm not, and that's why we're starting the podcast with me yelling about this before we've even gotten into 125. Um, Who cares? The, the call was missed, and it's unacceptable to it's acceptable to miss the call in real time. Um, it's not really that acceptable considering this is the national finals, but I can swallow that. But it's unacceptable to go back and watch it in slow motion and not call a takedown that is called a takedown in 
every circumstance I've seen when I watch. Dude, you can get a takedown so easy in college wrestling now in terms of you know positioning. They call them they call them in an instant. Right. These flash takedowns. For that not to be considered a flash takedown is a joke. And let me just make it clear to anybody who's listening to this: the beef isn't against Mark Hall. Mark Hall had nothing to do with the officiating. He won the match. I mean, the refs decided the winner. You know, at the end of the match, Mark Hall got his hand raised. He celebrated, deserved it. I would celebrate after winning a national title, too, no matter how I won it. My beef is not with sure. Mark Hall. <laughs> the beef is with the referees. The beef is with the ref. Yeah, Mark Hall, won. Yeah. He's, he's got the title. It's going down like that. So, and look, it's not like Ohio State hasn't been without controversy either when Logie won his first title against uh, Jordan Oliver. But the rule was but different. But the, the, the rules were different rule back then. Different. Yeah. And that's what people need to understand. Right. But even then, you know, I mean, hey, there's not without controversy. So it, I'm happy when it goes in our favor. makes me mad when it doesn't. Right. All right. Enough of the negativity, at least for now. Um, all right. Let's get into some of our favorite stories of the weekend before we start getting into these brackets. And I just got to tell this one right now. Uh-oh. Dude. I don't know. I hope that somebody listens to this podcast, happened to go to the bathroom, the same bathroom that I did at the same time. Oh, my God. What happened? But during the finals, um, after one of the matches, I went up to use the, the bathroom, the men's restroom. Let me just preface it with that. And there's a long line, and we can't figure out why the line's so long. <laughs> Standing in line, security come rushing in, and next thing you know, they grab this girl. In the bathroom, oh, God. literally trying to pull her pants down and pee in a urinal. <laughs> no, they, you told me the story, but I totally forgot about it to you just now. And so they get her. <laughs> they're escorting her out of the men's restroom, and she's walking, and she's like, I don't know what I do. What's wrong? I just got to pee. And she walks by me, and I mean, she smelled like a bottle of cheap whiskey. Mad Dog. Oh, yeah, straight Mad Dog 2020. <laughs> um what the hell was going on there? So she tried to pull her pants down to pee in a urinal. She went to the men's restroom and was trying to pee in the urinal. And, and part of me was like, what the hell are you doing? It's the men's restroom. And another part of me was like, dude, I know what it's like. They've got to pee really bad. Let the woman finish her business. Yeah, but the problem is the women's line is not nearly as long as the men's line at an NCAA tournament. This thing is a freaking sausage fest. There's more <laughs> freaking dicks in that city than... You know, during the NCAA wrestling tournament, right. than there is ever. So you make a great point because we took, so we took one of our friends out with us who's never been to a, probably a college wrestling match ever, and uh, you know got to go out, to, take him out to NCAA's, kind of pop that NCAA cherry for him. And uh, after the sessions, we go out to the bars, and I'm like, Chris. Welcome to the largest sausage party yep. you're ever going to be at. It basically is. Bunch of short dudes with messed up ears walking around. A lot of testosterone. So that's why I don't understand why that woman did that. Because, I mean, maybe she was, I don't who knows what she was trying to do, man. Maybe she was trying, you know how dogs mark their territory or whatever. Dude, she was drunk. Yeah, she was hammered. Huh? She was so hammered. That was a good story. That was a good story. Any other good stories? I know you got to have some. Oh, okay, dude, I, got, I love the story. Okay, so. We're out drinking uh, at the Ballpark Village, which is, you know, it's a great time. I had a blast, by the way. Met so many cool people. Yeah, yeah. Speaking of the cool people, I got to meet Earl from D1 Wrestle. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah. So he runs, what's the website? It's like D1 Wrestle. D1 College Wrestling. D- D1 College Wrestling. This website is freaking insane. You can it's go awesome. there for all the statistics. Um, he also tweets a lot of, uh, you know, stats. And he's just a good follow on uh, on Twitter. I think it's at D1 D. D1CW. D- D1CW, there yeah. you go. Does the Sudden History Podcast. Yeah, it does the Sudden History Podcast. So I'm sitting here, I'm just chatting up, I don't know where the hell you're at, but I'm just talking with random people. <laughs> and he introduces himself, he's like, yeah, hey, I'm Earl, I, I run the uh, D1, D1 Wrestling. D1 College Wrestling. D1 College Wrestling. I'm like, what's up, Earl? Nice to meet you, man, I follow you on Twitter, um, 
you know, I've, you know, I, I love your website. I use it for a lot of statistics. Uh, you know, I'm Ben from the Inside Trip. You probably don't know who the hell I am. He's like, oh, yeah, yeah, I don't know who the hell you are, you little peon. But no, <laughs> but um, so we're chatting it up, and then I, and I know you knew like that the website you used to use. It I love, I use it all the so, time. So you walk up, and um, I'm like, hey, Brandon, this Earl from uh, D1 <laughs> College Wrestling. You're like, this ain't Earl. <laughs> and I'm me, like, let, what? Can, can I just say I'd had a little bit to drink? Yeah, you'd had a lot to drink. So I'm like, no, this is, this is Earl from <laughs> D, D, D1CW, man. Uh, Earl, this is Brandon. He does his podcast with me. And Brandon, you just keep going, that ain't Earl. That ain't Earl. Earl's some old guy. <laughs> Earl's some freaking old guy that, tells, that reads me bedtime brackets. And by the bedtime bracket story is, um, you know, Earl's got this really nice, good, like soft voice. Not like our, you know, voices at all. And uh, when he does his podcast, Sudden History, which is an awesome podcast, by the way. Yes. Um, you know, he'll go through like old school brackets, you know, from like the early 2000s, which I love. Love it. Because that's when I was wrestling in college, you know, and you do a better impression of it than I do. So, like literally one night, I, I, was kinda, we're Man. driving back from Iron Man. We're like, let's put on uh, let's put on Sudden History. Let's put on Earl. And Earl's like breaking down like the uh, 2001, the I 2001 think, Minnesota, Minnesota team or whatever. And it's like the it's like. If I was going to lay in bed at night and listen to a podcast to calm and soothe me, it would be this. And he's like, he's like and in the 2001 NCAA National Tournament, you had the Minnesota Golden Gophers accomplishing a feat that had never been accomplished and still hasn't been accomplished since with 10 All-Americans. Yeah, so you, <laughs> Love him. Yeah, yeah. So you thought Earl was this like old dude, like just reading bedtime brackets. I'm like, no, bro, this is Earl. And you're like, that ain't Earl. You ain't Earl. And he's like, man. I'm Earl, and you ID'd him. I said, show me some ID. You forced him to bust out his ID to, to prove that he was Earl. And even then, you were like, I don't believe you. Okay, so in my defense, look, I don't pay a lot of attention to people's Twitter avatars or photos or whatever. Yeah. Um, and so every time I've gl- just glanced at his, all I, all I see is just this old dude being interviewed you can barely see the guy doing the interview you just see this old dude and i've never clicked Who's on it. mark cody by it's the way. mark cody i've never clicked on it to actually make it large to see but i'm like look earl is this tall old dude this is not earl this guy is cool he's wearing a flat bill washington nationals hat i'm drunk he's drunk this i don't is, know if he, i don't know if he was drunk well he, he had some drinking. beers yeah this is not the guy that reads me bedtime brackets <laughs> But so, Earl, man, if you're listening to this, I'm sorry. Moral of the story is uh, Earl is not Mark Cody, and you and you ID'd him. I did. Speaking of ID, and how about Chris? That dude will ID anybody at the bar. So my buddy Chris that we took out there, <laughs> he has this thing. He gets to drinking a little too much, and he'll literally stand at the line of the bar. And, like as a bouncer. Like as a bouncer, and he's just asking for people's IDs as they come in after they've already given the other person their ID. Dude, we were in Bourbon Street once doing that, and he, I think he was even collecting coverage. He's like 15 bucks. You're like, what? That's funny. No, man, there's a lot of good stories. Um, Got to meet a lot of cool people. Got to talk a lot of wrestling. Um, I love the NCAA tournament, man. Just do. Just for that. Just for that. (laughs) Not to mention the great wrestling. Great wrestling. Um, Again, met some really cool people. Um, Tyler, man, what's that dude's name? Tyler that we got to meet from Oregon. That dude's a cool dude. Love talking wrestling with him. Um, I think Tyler's Strinky or something. Yeah. yeah. Cool, Shoot. dude. I, I know exactly who you're talking. I know it's Tyler. I'm trying to pull up my Twitter right now to see if I can't get him. Talked a lot of cool wrestling with uh, Julia Salata. She's a trip. I was afraid she was going to blast double me in the bar. I made sure I agreed with her with everything she yeah, said. Yeah, it's at Tyler uh, 
at T Y L E R S T R E N K E. Give him a follow. He loves wrestling. He was fun loves to hang it. out with. And Julia Salada, dude. She, well, she's Twitter famous. If you're listening to our podcast, I'm sure you know who she is. Um, <laughs> yeah, dude. She yeah. knows so much about wrestling. She's fun. She's a fun time to hang out with and drink beers and chat wrestling with. So. For sure. It was good times. Good All right, man. Times. Where do you want to go from here? And I definitely drank some beers. Oh, I drink. I think I drank. Way I was too freaking much. exhausted. I I slept all. I slept the entire ride home on Sunday, and then got home. Was up for about an hour, and then like you know, it was like talked to my wife, and then fell asleep. So, what about so? What about standing in line? So me and Ben are standing in line the first day to get into oh, the NCAA God. Don't tell tournament. This story. No, I got to tipping your cap. No, this is just to show how annoying we are. Yeah, <laughs> so, yeah, it's true. It's true. So we're standing in line talking, just being goofy as. You know what? And it's before the tournament even started. Before the tournament even started, we'd already been drinking a little bit. I mean, yeah. it was 10 a.m. It was legal, I guess. Um, this guy goes, hey, you guys do that podcast, don't you? I recognize those voices yeah, anywhere. Like, there can't be two people with as annoying voices as you guys. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that dude was cool, too, though. I got to talk to him a little bit. I think he was talking about you, though. Mm-hmm. I'm sure. Well, he's from Tucson, Arizona, where uh, my grandma lives. So maybe my grandma introduced him to the pot. You think so? No, probably not, man. She's, right. she, don't, she don't listen to the pod much anymore. She can't even hear. Yeah, I'm not sure she can hear. What? <laughs> what? All right, 125. All right, let's go ahead and get <laughs> into chat it, wrestling, man. dude. Let's talk wrestling. Um, 125 pound. God, the big surprise for me here was was the Thomas Gilman not making the finals. That was the big surprise for me, and I and I'll preface, I'll say because. When we did our preview, I told you I had Lezak in the finals. I told you I didn't even have Dance making the semifinals. Um, I had Russell beating Dance in the quarters. It was actually Mueller that ended up beating Dance in the quarters. Um, but the shock to me was Gilman. I thought Gilman was on a mission this year. If you would have told me that Gilman wasn't going to win the NCAA tournament, I would have told you you were crazy, to be honest with you. But at the same time, the best wrestler at 125 this weekend won – I, I, I like Cruz mm-hmm. a lot because he's real slick and he's real good on top with his tilts. So it kind of – like he's like a way, way, way like exponentially better wrestler um, that, of the same style I like to wrestle, you know, mm-hmm. back in the day, obviously. And so I thought when I was watching him wrestle, when he beat Piccinini – or no, not Piccinini, excuse me, Foz, and when he beat um, uh, Laney – not Laney, Dylan Peters, he pinned him, and then he beats uh, Foz, who's real tall, real lanky. Um, I remember watching that quarterfinals match going, man, Cruz is wrestling real well. But it was only 5-2, to two, but he got a couple nice takedowns, moving his feet really well, and his shots were just great. And then when he beat Gilman, I was like, dude, there's no stopping this dude, Cruz. I, mean, I, was, I, was, I was surprised, man, because, yeah, Cruz, look, Cruz is a badass, deserved that title 100%. Cruz went out and stuck Peters in less than a minute. But he barely snuck by Laney one to nothing. Who, yeah, okay? Laney, Laney's not a bad wrestler. No, Laney's Mac not Champ. bad at all. You know, it, my thoughts are, though, because, look, Gilman went out. He, ma- he majored Fleetwood. He majored Chrysler. He stuck Piccinini. And then he gets into the match with he Cruz. He was wrestling great. And he, he wrestled. I thought he was wrestling that match with Cruz really tight. Almost like the moment was a little. There was too much. He put too much pressure on himself. He maybe. put the pressure on himself. Because he, was, was, he wrestled so tight in that match. And look, Cruz took advantage of it. He took him down twice. Yeah, once the once with a, I think it's a high C or a single. And then once with that go with that behind. That go behind. That was. I mean, Ooh, that, that go textbook, behind. Textbook. Textbook. Boom. Blocked that arm. Boun- yeah, he bounced him. Yep. He bounced him one way and then went the other way. Covered the arm. It was, it was, I mean, it, seriously. So he bounces him to the right, 
and then blocks goes to the left. I mean, it was just absolute textbook. It was interesting. Um, um, you've heard – this is what I read. I read that Gilman said he was surprised by how strong Cruz was, mm-hmm. and Cruz said he was surprised by how n- not strong, not as strong Gilman was. So, you know, Gilman is – if you look at him side by side, Gilman's taller and sure. he's more muscular than sure. Cruz. But I don't know. Maybe Cruz just – and he just maybe just for some reason was in the zone then. Right? It's funny Sometimes that you, you just might be in that freaking zone, dude. Totally, totally agree. And it's funny you say that because the knock on Cruz has always been that people didn't think he was big enough. He's an 18 pounder. Big enough to do damage at 125. Yeah. Well, I mean, he did damage this weekend. But it's, you know, going back to Gilman, he loses that match. He drops down in the concies. He beats Dance 5 to 2. And then he, he runs another one over Piccinini. I mean, Majors Piccinini again. Gilman you know, hates Piccinini. <laughs> Gilman, Gilman said he wanted to meet Piccinini out in the back parking lot. That, <laughs> and, and you bring up a great point. Um, Gilman put a lot of pressure on himself. Okay, And I think it's because he feels like he thrives under that pressure, which he probably does for the most part. Right. Because um, he puts a lot of pressure on himself by the way he talks. He does. And, and I brought it up, and I know you said you really like him for his style. And the I way do. He says stuff. I don't hate it. What I've always said is I hate the on-the-mat antics. The off-the-mat antics are fine with me. Mm-hmm. It's the on the mat antics, the face smushing, the things, the pushing after the whistle, the things of that nature. I, I can't get down with. I don't know what happened besides the fact that Cruz wrestled his ass off. I I don't know what Gilman was feeling. Um, Cruz shut him down. Cruz shut Gilman down. I mean, Gilman, the pressure wasn't on Cruz. Cruz, I Cruz mean, had zero pressure. He had zero pressure. You're wrestling the number one guy in the country, undefeated, Thomas Gilman. You know, who's everybody saying he's going to wreck this tournament. There's no pressure on you. You just go out and play, you know wrestle your style, and that's what he did. And, and he looked great in the finals too. He had some takedowns in the finals that were just, I mean, because this Lezak ain't easy. Last time Lezak wrestled him, Lezak beat him eight to nothing. Eight oh, I'm sure he probably got on top and turned him. I didn't see the match, but well, speaking of, you make a good point right there because going back to that finals match, look. Cruz went neutral in the third period, which was the smart decision. Oh, Lezak, yeah, go neutral. Lezak went down ah, in the second yeah. period, and to me, that is the wrong call. Listen. Totally forgot about that. Listen, if you have a guy who scores the majority of his points from the top position, you need to make sure you get to that top position because the odds are that Cruz was going to go neutral in the third. You got to choose top there. You know, Cruz ain't going down. And, and what do they always say? Put, you know, put, put the wrestler in the best position to win. So... It was what it was. It was the two one maybe. I think maybe a uh, Cruz got a sit down in the first. Lezak got an escape. I think so. So they're thinking, all right, we'll go down, tie it up. Dumb. Go Stupid. on top. You got to go on top. top. You got to realize that that's going to be your only shot unless you take him down. And you know, Lezak's. It almost might have been a a, um, a a benefit that Cruz is kind of that short mm-hmm. because Lezak's so long. It's probably not easy to get to Cruz's legs. Mm-hmm. You know, he can block off with his head really well, and then he can sneak under you with yeah. that sweep. I remember he hit a sweep in the finals where I was just like, holy shit, that's the best sweep single I've seen all yep. weekend. Yep. Um, I mean, he was, he, had, he was so deep that he was behind him before you even knew what to do. Um, and, yes, we talked about that. Lezak going down um, was the death knell to his match. He had no chance to win after that, in my opinion, unless he got a takedown. Exactly. Because he's not going to beat Cruz on his feet. No. So anyway. That was a bad call. It was a bad call. I don't know if it was Lezak's call or coaching call, but, it, you know, if you got that to do over again, you got to put Lezak on top. Well, well, my guess is they probably talked about a lot of scenarios before the match, the coaches at least, and probably at least maybe got Lezak's, mm-hmm. um, you know, opinion on him. But, mm-hmm. you know, the coaches, they're going to go through every scenario. That was their call. Hey, if we're down by one or if we're tied up, we're going down. 
Dumb call. You take top. Any other matches you thought? You know, I know we kind of jumped to the finals, but uh, no, Joey big, Dance getting upset. You know, look, when I flipped on my brackets, I had Dance taking fifth. And I, I even told yeah, you that I didn't have Dance making the semis. Um, I think we've seen from Dance the last few years that there is a mental block when it comes to the NCAA tournament. And I think that's hard to get over. Now, he got over it a little bit this weekend. He got back on that podium. But the other reason for me is I think Dance's offense – Maybe it's really not, but the way he wrestles, his offense is limited. All right, I don't. He doesn't show me enough offensively um, to where I thought he was going to go out and make the finals this weekend. That was my thing. He lost to Mueller, who you know he's beaten a couple times, right? Beat him every time they wrestled this year. So I think that, and I don't think they were that terribly close. So I think that goes. I think that favors your opinion. Um, I don't know what's going on through somebody's head, but I will tell you one thing that the mental aspect of wrestling is the most important aspect of wrestling. You can do everything right. For sure. But if you don't have the mental confidence, um, or if you have some, if you have some sort of mat anxiety, um, you know, when it gets to this level, then it's going to be tough to succeed. You know, the highest he finished was fourth as a freshman. And do you want to know why I think that that was the case? Because he was, he wasn't seated. I don't even think he was seated. He wasn't expected to do anything. So if you're not expected to he do He wrestled any- without fear that yeah, freshman if you're year. Not, if you're not expected to do anything, who gives a shit if you don't All-American? He, I'm sure he would have been upset about that. But, um, you know, he, there's not an expectation. And then expectation the next year, expectation the next year, didn't do it. Fine, okay, there's an expectation here. Um, I'll tell you what, the tightest freaking his butt's probably ever been was wrestling Lambert, a dude who never freaking All-American. I feel bad for Lambert. Yeah, me too, who was the five seed. Uh, he won it overtime, 3-1 to All-American. Yeah. We, we, we were we watching that, that match. match. We were sitting up there. We are sitting up there watching that match, and um, we said, one of, you know, obviously, obviously one of two things is happening. Dance, either All-Americans as a freshman and never does again, or Lambert, who had all the goods to do it. You know, I'm not sure he was the most athletic. I'm not sure he was the most technically sound He's one of those guys that probably just a really hard worker that just isn't very good, if that makes sense. Total sense. By, by not very good, I mean, you know, not elite. And, he, you know, he lost. So that sucks because I was rooting for Lambert to win. Um, but then at the same time, I was rooting for Dance because, shit, I mean, I, I didn't want to see a guy go four zero zero zero. Dude, that's zero. why they call it the blood round, though. I mean, somebody's going to go home disappointed. The other thing I want I thought they called it that because uh, Tommy Baranowski and Kevin Clanch made a podcast. Oh, it could be too. Okay. I don't know. Uh, the other thing I'd like to mention: um, How about Campbell getting their first All American with Chrysler? Yeah, that was nice. That was really that nice. Was nice. What Kerry, Frank called that one. What Kerry Cola has done with that program is is remarkable. I mean, if you if you think about it, they had what five qualifiers? Yeah, which they, they went. Did they win the SoCon? They won the SoCon. I don't know. I think they won the SoCon. They had five qualifiers and got their first All American. And did you see that tweet from Cola today? Uh, yeah, he, it sounded like he's he's sticking around. Huh? He's committed. I. I, I Unless he's pulling one of the old football coach routines well, trying to get more money. money. Let's see how much money, yeah. But you go back to that interview that he did. He loves Campbell. He loves the small school atmosphere. Um, I, I, I think he's committed to Campbell. I'll eat crow if he, if he moves on, though. You never know. You never know. So, I mean, I guess to finalize 125, Jack Mueller, true freshman, takes a sixth. The injury defaults to sixth. Um, I don't know what happened, but kid had a hell of a season, and – Sean Russell, uh, you know, a sophomore, only a sophomore, mm-hmm. sneaks on the podium there at, at seventh. Uh, so, and they're losing, 
All they're losing is Thomas Gilman and uh, Nathan Kreiser. So this weight class is going to bring some uh, firepower. Oh, excuse me, and Joey Dance. Sorry. And Joey Dance. So this weight class is going to bring a little bit of firepower back. Um, yeah, they got some good guys coming back next year. All right, speaking of moving on, let's go to 133, man. Um, what a weight class. We talked about this when we did our, our preview. The top half of the bracket was absolutely loaded. In fact, by my count, I believe five of the eight All-Americans came from the top half of the bracket. And for the second weight class in a row, we see a number one, another number one seed going down and not winning the bracket. It's kind of funny. I think we made mention of this. This was kind of a weird year where we had 10 number one seeds. We had 10 undefeated wrestlers, Yeah, all 10 number one seeds, and five, I think five out of the 10 one seeds won a title. So uh, the other five, the other five obviously didn't, obviously didn't. And then lost their first match at the NCAA tournament. I'll tell you what, it's not terribly, terribly surprising to me at 133. Right. Just because of the depth. Look, I favor Tomasello. I think a lot of people favor Tomasello. Yep. But you know, I think one of the, I think I thought the second best guy in that weight class was Clark. I, 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 I really did. I did too. I mean, I thought it was a toss up probably between Clark and gross, but look, if there's one thing that I came out of this tournament thinking or knowing, Corey Clark is a warrior, man. He's a freaking warrior, dude. He, and I don't know what his injury was. It was. It looked like a shoulder. Who knows? He might have been faking people out. It might have been the other shoulder. And he was wrestling without a brace on it for a It was definitely a shoulder. And somebody also told me one of the nights out drinking that he also had a broken wrist that nobody knew about either. What? Hmm. I don't know if I'd buy that. Well, I ain't selling it, bro. But that's <laughs> just what I told, was told. Uh, I'm not going to ask you to disclose your source. I think I probably know who it was. <laughs> um, but I mean... This weight class was nuts. Clark, dude, Clark's a member. You got to remember, he went five two two. Yep. Then before he won it, I right? Mean, it's not like it's not like that dude was a slouch. You know, he was a pretty good wrestler. He's a great wrestler, and you know what though? Like, I'll go to that Tomasello match, the Clark Tomasello match in the semifinals. It was a fantastic match, but Tomasello kind of <laughs> fed. He took the bait. He I'm took so, the bait. He fed right into what exactly idiot. what Clark wanted him to do. And when I say he's an idiot, I'm sorry. I'm sure he's a very intelligent young man. But yeah, don't he, say that. No, you know what I mean. Like I'm like, what an idiot! You got hit with a Merkel twice. Yeah, okay, yeah, okay. You know, I mean, come I kind on. of agree. You know, you get hit with a Merkel. He's once. probably telling himself, "Damn it, yeah, <laughs> I'm an idiot." Yeah, you get hit with a Merkel position once, and the second time it was happening, I'm sitting here looking at you guys, going, "Dude, he's about to get Merkel." He's getting Merkel again. He's about to get, look because he had like the leg. Um, underneath, he had his he had his hand underneath the leg or something. Well, basically, bottom line is what happened is Tomasello tried to scramble with Clark, and he lost the scramble. Well, the last match Tomasello had lost before that was with Gilman. Yep, back back in the NCAA semifinals. You're right. He got pinned trying to scramble with Gilman in overtime mm-hmm. when he when it got deep. Tomasello doesn't have the body type or the frame to really get into these scramblers with long... Gilman's a pretty long 25-pounder. Correct. Clark's... All the 33-pounders yeah, are tall. Yeah. Clark's not super long. He's not abnormally long for the weight class, but he's bigger than Tomasello. taller than taller Clark. taller than Tomasello. And so if you're... You know, Tomasello's not built to do all of these scrambling things. He got into scramble bounce with Tomasello, or excuse me, with, with Clark, and he lost them. And that's not a surprise. I think I was talking to somebody, and I, I said, you know, the, 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 the reason why Tomasello lost that match... And I'm not saying... Clark out-wrestled him there because Clark out-wrestled him in the scrambles. But Tomasello put him in the scrambles, put himself in the scrambles, and that was, I don't know. Look, one of Clark, I'm sorry, one of Tomasello's best attributes as a wrestler is his ability to finish quick. When he doesn't finish quick and he gets in scrambling situations, that's when he finds himself in trouble. Would you agree? I totally agree. So, and ultimately, 
that's what Clark did. Clark took advantage of that. And props to Clark, man, you know, because he had a very, very tough opponent in the finals in Seth Gross. I mean, looking at Seth Gross's results getting to the finals. Dude's an animal. He went five to nothing in the first round, 15 to nothing in the second round against Joey Palmer. He beat Eric Montoya, returning All-American, 11 to one. And then he beats Brock, the three seed, 12 to three. I mean, he was dominating going into the finals. Yeah, his closest match was randomly to Billy Rappo. Who, who has that weird way of keeping it close? I think we've said that before. Right. But then other than that, um, he goes out and just, just beats the crap out of uh, Palmer and then beats a returning All-American 11-1 to in Montoya. I, I know I'm just reiterating what you're saying. But then goes and beats Brock, who is kind of a big deal, you know, if you don't mind me saying. 12-3. to uh, you know, third time he's beat Brock this yeah, year. And pe- and that, and it was bad. We watched that, and another one we watched, and we're just like, what the hell is Gross doing? He's just beating the hell out of freaking Brock. And that was kind of, we watched that as we were kind of sitting there, like, sulking about Tomasello losing to Clark 7-4. to four. He lost. Um, well, let me just say this, and, and this is a true story. Like, if Tomasello wasn't going to win that weight class, I'm glad that Clark did. I agree. I, I mean, agree. I am so glad that that guy did. He, he came, overcame so much adversity this year with the injuries. It's his senior year. You're a two-time returning finalist trying, you know, trying to get that elusive national title. If Tomasello wasn't going to win it, I'm glad Clark won it. Yeah, looking back on it, I think I agree. Um, I was rooting for Gross in the finals because he was on my fantasy team. Um, but, you know, I, I have no qualms with, with Clark winning that weight class and I'm not upset about, not upset about, upset about that. You know, other than that, you know, Mitch McKee, or not Mitch McKee, excuse me, uh, Steve, Stefan Michik, he looked pretty darn good too. Michik being only a freshman, taking fourth, I mean, he's got a bright future. Um, I've, all, I've been high on Michik all year long. Look at his losses. I mean, they're Clark and Tomasello, right? Uh, and I think he lost one to... Um... No, because he took fourth. Oh, you're talking about just at the tournament. Yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah. He lost yeah, to Clark yeah. and Tomasello. That was it. Lost to Clark in the in the quarters and Tomasello for third and fourth. But you brought up Mitch McKee because for the for the most part, I thought this bracket kind of played out pretty chalk. You know, minus the fact that the one seeds didn't you know didn't didn't win the tournament. Well, down four, he's going down. <clears throat> other than that, yeah. But Mitch McKee, Mitch McKee from Minnesota did not All American, but he had a pretty good tournament. He goes out. He pins in his first match. Yeah, he he loses a close three to one decision to Cade Brock in the second round. He drops down into the Concies where he beats returning All American Connor Schram. Then he beats Dom Forrest, the sixth seed, before running into Zane Richards in the blood round. Now, of course, Richards, you know, kind of put it Banana. on him. There. But McKee is for being a first year starter who who's taking his lumps this year. Battle tested as could be this year. I think he's going to do some damage next year. No, he's going to be one of those guys that. He just didn't figure it out early enough this year, right? He went in like 17 and 15. Um, he took his lumps. But if you don't understand, or I mean, if you don't know who Mitch McKee is, he's beat Brock, I think, at Fargo before, you know? So he, he put Brock into the, uh, I don't know if he beat him in the finals or something of that nature, but Mitch McKee is a pretty damn good wrestler. Um, and I think he just is one of those guys that didn't figure it out until a, a little too late. Um in the year. Sure. And, and then once he started to figure it out, he loses to a Richards who is a senior. Yeah. He's seasoned and they've wrestled before. Um, and Richards was not to be denied in that match. In my opinion, I knew he wasn't going to lose that match. Let me compare him to somebody real quick. Last year, Seth Gross goes into the national tournament with a record of like, I don't know, 21 and 15 or something like that. He makes the round of 12. 
All right, makes the round of 12, loses in the round of 12 to, if memory serves me correct, I think it was Solomon Shisko to, to All-American. Mitch McKee makes this tournament, comes into this tournament with a record of, I don't know, 20 and 17. I think he, his final record's 22 and 19. Um, makes it to the round of 12. He figures things out. He beats some really good people in this tournament. He could be another guy ne- next year that really, really, comes out of his show has a has like a coming out party. This was basically his coming out party, even though he didn't all American. But I could see oh, him being on that podium. All-American. He can I mean, get on that podium next yeah, year. Yeah, I mean, um, you know, you're losing Corey Clark, you're losing Eric Montoya, you're losing Zane Richards yep. next year. Yep. You know, now granted, who knows who's going to come in? And the bottom line is, predicting all Americans is hard. It is really hard. If you think it's if you think it's easy, um, then how many of you raise your hand penciled um, in McKenna to all American? Okay, no, I there didn't. you go. I didn't. I had him. Losing to Tommy Thorne. Oh, you did? No, okay. I'm yeah, just everybody kidding. did. I'm kidding. Everybody did. You know, Joey Ward going on too. Raise your hand if you had that one. Oh, no. I, anyway, well, I guess we're moving on to 141. Yeah, I, I guess. <laughs> um, so, and, and, is there anything else you wanted to chat about with, with this one? Gross gets his redemption on Montoya, beats him 11 to 1. We already talked about that. Gross just had a hell of a freaking tournament. Other than that, I don't see it, uh, you know. No, I th- as I said, I thought this weight class. You Scotty know, Parker snuck in. Yep, Scotty Parker did sneak in. I had him all. I had him on the podium in my in my preview brackets anyway. Um, Scotty Parker's good, especially you know, and I think he could have done better had he not been injured this year, missed a chunk of time. Yeah. So obviously he's going to have a bright year next year as well. Kid's good. Kid's good. All right, let's get to one forty one. I got some stuff to talk Insanity. about on this. Insanity. <clears throat> Agreed. Insane in the membrane. First off, let me just say this: people, stop doubting Dean Heil. Just stop. Dude's a chump. Okay, now I know you're being funny, man. That's what I love about you. Dude's a chump. Stop doubting Dean Heil. I don't know why people don't like him. You say he's boring. Okay, that's fine. But the dude does nothing but win. I mean, let's think about this. I, and I even picked against him. All I, I do is win, 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 no matter who what. <laughs> Sorry, I just cracked my, cracked my second beer. Jeez. Getting a little pumped up. <laughs> no, I love Dean Heil, dude. He, he's an Ohio guy. I love him as well. But let, let's just think about this, man. And I even I picked Kevin Jack to win this weight class because Kevin Same Jack was wrestling on a whole nother level this year. He faked us out. He did. He pulled the old switcheroo on us. He pulled the okey doke. The okey doke. It. It, didn't, it wasn't comfortable. <laughs> let me tell you that much. But Dean Heil, man, gets so little respect for what he's done. And I think it's about time that people start, whether you like his style or not, whether you think he's boring or not, you've got to start respecting what he's done. The kid has gone 64-1 and one in the last two years. He has one close Jesus. loss to Joey Ward last year away from being 65-0 and 0 in two years. And that years. was a tight match against the guy who he was probably pretty familiar with because they're both from Ohio. Exactly. He's 91-11 and 11 on his career. <laughs> he's suffered... He's only lost two matches at the NCAA tournament in three years. Two losses at the NCAA tournament Who are they in three two? years. Do you know? I do know. Yeah, I want to hear about you it. You want to hear about it? Yeah. He lost to Chris McCarty in the quarterfinals. Oh, shit. From and then, Old Dominion back from in Old the Dominion day? Old Dominion back in the day. I think it was the quarters. He had crazy hair. And then he lost to Devin Carter for third and fourth that, his freshman year. He, that, so that was his freshman year. He lost to McCarty good. and yeah. then lost to Devin Carter. He's since then, he's won two consecutive national titles. He's one of only four wrestlers in NCAA right now that is on track to win their third, that could is going for their third title next year. He's one of only three wrestlers that's going for his third consecutive title next year. Who's bonus points if you, bonus points if you could tell me who they are. All right, it's uh, Zane Rutherford. Yep. You said one of three? One of three. 
going for their third consecutive title. If you get this it's, next one wrong, I'm going to smack you. It's not you. Imar. God dang you. Hold on. You spelled his name wrong. You give this man no respect. I, it's Kyle Snyder, Kyle you Snyder. dipshit. <laughs> <laughs> I forget that he wrestles college. Jesus. I forget. Hey, I got a Rutherford, right? God. Yeah, there's three. There's four wrestlers who are looking for their third NCAA title, title next year. It is Dean Heil, Isaiah Martinez, Zane Rutherford, and Kyle Snyder. All of them except for Imar are looking for their third consecutive I, title. I tell you what, looking for your third consecutive isn't pretty good this year. No. Gabe Dean, Imar. That's true. They wind up on your back, bro. Oh. Gabe Dean, Imar. They both were going for the third consecutive. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I'm sorry. confused. You're like, what the hell are you talking about? So anyway, the point I'm trying to make is, can we start giving some Dean Heil the respect he deserves? Dude, look like a freaking champion in the finals. Did you see that double leg and high crotch he hit? Yes. Tell me he don't got no offense. First of all. Tell me he don't got no offense. He can look. He he scores on his own offense whenever he wants to do so. And I'll, I'll go on record as saying this: I think Dean Heil has the best defense in the entire NCAA. His defense is phenomenal. Well, he doesn't give up a lot of points, so it's hard to disagree. I mean, you know, he he wrestles a different brand of wrestling. Okay, if you if you want to call it boring, that's fine. Um, you know, is it the most exciting wrestling to watch? No, I think we'll both agree that it's not. Look, I'm not going to sit down here and press play and say, "Oh, I want to watch that match." Um, you know, but at the same time, he's sixty what sixty something to one in his past sixty four and one in the last two in years. Last years with two NCAA titles, and I'll tell you what, he's got some offense. He uh, he wrestled George Georgie DiCamillo in the finals, and he uh, he uh, had two nice take that double leg he hit. It was sweet, yeah. And then he followed that with a high crotch yep. later on, and I was like, holy shit, this dude can wrestle a little bit, huh? And Dean Howe can wrestle in all three positions too, and that's what makes him so good. He can ride. He's good on his feet. He gets out from bottom. He scrambles almost better than anybody in college. I mean, he's up there with the Nolfs and those type of guys. And he didn't have an easy road, okay? Everybody's saying, look at how oh, tight. I'm, gl- his- I'm glad you brought Look that at how up. tight his matches were. Okay, so he wrestles Brock Zackerel, who's who's legit guy. I don't know what Zackerel ended up doing in the tournament. Um, he ended up... Okay, so he ended up going 1-2. and two, Lost to a seated guy, Smith from Bucknell, 3-0. But he's not bad, but that's your first round, right? Right. And then you get to wrestle Prince from Navy, who's like this... He's a formidable opponent. Dude, he's a super freshman. He's, he's seated 16th. He's starting over two returning um, national qualifiers, um, if, if what I read was correct. And he beats him 9-5. to five. And then he wrestles Ironman, who probably had one of the better tournaments at this weight class... Um, just personally for him. Taking fifth. Yeah, he took fifth. Look who he beat on the backside real quick. Who, Ironman? Yeah, look who he beat hey, on he the beat backside. McKenna. No, look at how. And then Klodzik. And then Ashley. And the National. Yeah, the, the, uh, I was listening to T-Ron Funky. They call him the Jersey Killer. Those dudes are off from New Jersey. Okay. Yeah, so I'll, I'll give them some props on that one. Okay, so he beats Ironman, who um, who just, uh, you know, is freaking a stud. And... Uh, then he's got Ashnall, beats Ashnall, three-time All-American. So he had a hell of a tournament, in my opinion. Yeah, I think the the bump up to 141 after starting the season at 133 paid huge dividends for Jaden Ironman. But I'll tell you what, man. How about Georgie D. Camillo? Georgie! Being an Ohio Aggie. guy. St. Aggie, baby. Yeah, St. Ignatius. You know, for being Ohio guys, we got a kind of a soft spot in our hearts for this guy. He three-time goes from, round of 12-er. He goes from being a three-time round of 12-er to an NCAA finalist, going up against one of his arch nemesis, Dean Heil. Yeah, that was. They wrestled uh, in. Did they wrestle in the state tournament one year? 
I know they wrestled Fargo or something. Maybe they wrestled a state tournament sophomore year or something like that. I can't remember. I don't know if it was a state tournament or if it was an Ironman or something like that, but they did wrestle in high school. Um, And then obviously they had the controversial match at the Southern Scuffle earlier in the year. Um, Yeah. A lot of people thought DeCamillo should have won that match because Heil has a a tendency to put himself into some funky scramble situations. DeCamillo had a nice tournament. Um, You know, he didn't have to end up wrestling – so he, you know, he goes out and puts a whooping on Tilver Cart, and then he beats uh, Return All American Cruz by fall, and then he have what you would look at when you're filling out your bracket, uh, Joey McKenna. However, nope. he didn't have Joey McKenna. He had the 14th seed Tommy Thorne, who pinned McKenna in overtime. Dude, Thorne wrestled a great match. That match, Thorne had a great tournament. Uh, yeah, he uh, all American, so yeah, yeah, I'd say so. How about Minnesota though? Minnesota, with all the controversy that they've had this year, all the adversity they've gone through, end up with four All Americans. Man, finishing the top ten. Big props to Brandon Agam. They were my team. Remember, I was saying that I liked the way they were going all year. I was saying that I liked the the way Minnesota was going. They're, I mean, I think they're only going to get better too. I don't remember you saying that at all. Who were you talking to? Don't shut up. I'm it's just... on the podcast. You asked me, and I was I'm talking kidding. about Minnesota. I'm kidding. Because you asked if, you know, I thought they should... Megan should be the head coach. And I said, yeah. And they just locked up um, Gable Stevenson, right? Yeah. The the brother of... Um, uh, Bobby Stevenson. Bob, Bobby yeah. Stevenson, yeah. So uh, they're, they're moving in the right direction. And, and Thorne, God, McKenna. He didn't All-American, did he? No, he didn't place. God, he lost to uh, Ironman on the backside. Yeah. Wow. Hey, what an insane weight People class. were picking... I mean, people were picking McKenna to be the champ. He took what? Third last year? Second. Second last year. Took third last year. Heil wrestled Meredith in the finals. Yeah, last he lost year. to Meredith in right. the semis. So this weight class, I mean I, It's a pick 'em. The I, whole weight class is a pick 'em. It really was. Except for Dean Heil. Exactly. What was that stat you were telling me about earlier, which is crazy? It just co- I mean, it just goes back to the lack of respect that he gets. I mean, you realize, and this isn't a knock on on this other person, but Dean Heil has more wins, less losses, and more NCAA titles in the last two years than Isaiah Martinez, who people love Imar. Yeah, people say he's the face of wrestling. Right. And Dean Heil's got more wins, less losses, and more titles than him in the last two years. If Dean Heil is able to secure that third national title next year, he will have gone 4-1-1-1. I mean, even Deringer went 3-1-1-1. That's a hell of a career. That's one of Okie State's all-time greats. Yeah, that's an NCAA all-time great, in my opinion. Exactly. There's not that many people that have won three titles. In fact, I think you can count it on two hands and two toes. Or two, two, two hands, hands and two, and two toes. toes. What the two hell? Hands and two feet. Jeez. You only got Wait, two toes? On. No, two hands and two toes, which means that it's 12. Two hands and, and I two think feet. No, but I know, but I, I think it's only 11 people that, or 10 people that have done it. So you can count it on two hands and one toe. Whatever. Jesus Christ. You can. You're literally looking at your toes right now. Shut up. <laughs> Shut up. So I'll tell you, the, the only other match I, I'd like to highlight, at least from my point of view on this, um, how about Luke Pletcher really closing the gap against a- Ashnault? <sighs> I mean, Ashnault came out on top 8-7 to seven in that match. But <sighs> they've wrestled each other three times this year. Pletcher closed the gap every time. My biggest disappointment in that match, though, and I, I told you this, I said Pletcher is going to, he gets heavy on that lead right foot. Right, right he gets foot. heavy on that lead right foot. I kept saying it, and he got heavy on that lead right and foot got taken down. and got taken down. Yep. And, you know, he wins that match, and then say he drops one to Kalodzic. He's down there wrestling uh, Smith, Smith from, from Bucknell, Bucknell who he's already beaten this year. Yep. Damn you, Luke Pletcher. I mean, he, he, he had it. 
he had it, man. Um, he, he wins that match. He wrestles Smith from Bucknell to All-American. Bottom line is he wins that match to All-Americans, in my opinion. Um, up a weight. Up a weight. He's, he's made 33 this year. He's a 33-pounder. For sure. I, I'm I, Anybody that's out there that's saying, oh, we need to put him at 41 next year because we're going all in is dumb because he's a 33-pounder. I'm sorry. And I, I know you might think differently, but he's a lot shorter, and his upper body's not big enough to, to be a 141-pounder. He filled in, and he was basically a match away from All-American. All-American. Um, you know who I thought didn't have the greatest tournament? Maybe that's just because the weight class is just so parody. It's Kolodzik. Um He took seventh. You know, he, he was seated fourth. I, I was expecting him to be that four through one range. Um, didn't expect him to... Well, but that just goes straight Ironman. Put I mean, it on him. Well, obviously, Kolodzik's got the goods to be top four in that weight class. Sure. I mean, he's got the goods to, to, to win that weight class on, on any given day. But it just goes to show you, A, a freshman, first-timer, first time at the NCAAs, and also just the depth of that weight class. You know, you look at guys, you don't have to have the best season to go out and be an All-American. You just have to wrestle the best tournament. Yeah. Your Tom, best tournament. Tommy to Thorne. Be, right. Beats McKenna, and you know who he beats in the round of 12? McChrystal, who he's was seated below. Totally agree with you, man. Let's get to 149. And uh, speaking of this weight class, this will be the worst, first, worst, <laughs> sorry, um, first weight class where we have an unseated guy make the podium. I believe by my count, there were three unseated wrestlers get on the podium this weekend. I think you're right. The first one came at this weight class at 149 pounds and Damn you, Alex Kocher. You destroyed my brackets. You destroyed my fantasy. Destroyed my fantasy team, too. Thanks. <laughs> but congrats to him. He put on a hell of a run to get on that podium. He ended up taking eighth. And and he and he um Kenny Theobald, a fifteenth seed, took seventh. Right. You know, so that's that's two guys in a weight that's uh pretty formidable. Um two guys that were either seated very low or unseated that did all American. And that's pretty cool in my opinion. I love seeing that. I love it too. Because that just goes to show you that, you know, it doesn't matter who you're wrestling. All you what have the to score do, is. Yeah, or what the score is. All you have to do is go balls to the wall. <laughs> As Nick Ravina's dad once told me at Big Tens. Speaking of Theobald, though, man, I'll tell you what. The biggest shocker of this tournament to me was Anthony Colica, not All-American, oh. in his senior year. Biggest shocker of this weight class or the tournament? To me, it was the biggest shocker. Colica not getting on the podium his senior year. To me, that was the absolute biggest shocker. If you would have told me before this tournament that Anthony Colica, the number two seed, as was a there senior, something wrong with him? I, I, I mean, I know he know. lost to Theobald in overtime, and Theobald's, like I said, we talk about formidability. He's a formidable opponent, um, but then he drops down and he loses to Maruka, who that's what I don't get. I know Maruka was decent or was good in high school, but I mean, Anthony Colica was took fourth last year, yeah. seated second this year, beaten pretty much all comers. And he loses to Maruka eight to five. I, I I don't know. I don't know, man. And, and I'm not taking anything away from Maruka. I'm wondering was Kalika healthy? Was it? A, I mean, when you lose to Theobald in the second round, are you like, I'm not ready for this, man? This is a long road to hoe. I mean, he looked healthy when he majored Mendehall in the first round. Yeah, that's a long road to hoe. I don't know if he kind of <clears throat> packed his bags or not. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe he just got beat, dude. These guys are good. It happens. And that's the thing that we don't we kind of tend to gloss over. We both do, and everybody does. Every single person that talks about college wrestling tends to gloss over when they're like, oh, Colica is going to whip this dude, Maruka. And they forget to realize that this dude's starting for Arizona State. You know, 
and he's freaking was outstanding, amazing in high school, and the dude knows how to wrestle. Right. You know, you forget those that. guys don't care about seeds. Yeah. And it, the ones some that do, do, the ones that do are the ones that don't perform well. Correct. And the ones that don't are the ones that are the coaches and the Theobolds. Correct. Exactly. Great point, man. But yeah, that was a huge shocker for me. Um, look, I think Rutherford's the bomb. Dude, I mean, he's mean. That dude don't care about no seed. He doesn't care. No, he doesn't care about. He can anybody. rip your knee off. He though. doesn't care about anybody's feelings either. With that bow and arrow tilt, that, that's not right. It's it's mean. He did it on Michael Jordan at the Big Tens on Michael Jordan's bad leg. And I are didn't you like saying that. it's not fair? Yeah, I didn't like that very much. I thought that was kind of rude. You're already beating him. Just don't hurt him. <laughs> it's rude. Did, did you see him do it on Maze in the finals? Oh, I felt Maze, so bad. Maze for didn't want to play anymore. Maze double leg the shit out of him. No. Mace got that takedown. Everybody's going nuts. We're sitting like somehow we were sitting like kind of like a Mizzou section for the finals. Or I mean, I guess there was a lot of Missouri Missouri people around, you know, where we were sitting, and we're all like, "Oh yeah, this." And then you mean you both? We all knew that that shit wasn't gonna happen. I mean, Mace wasn't good. I think it was the first takedown. It was. He two to nothing. With him. And then he loses eighteen to two. Yeah, it wasn't good. He got on top of. Him. <laughs> I mean, Mace. Mace was, a, was an outstanding wrestler. I think he was a senior, right? Yeah, he's a senior. Yeah, he was an outstanding wrestler. A uh, couple-time All-American. Um, mad props to Mays. Three-time All-American. Three-time All-American. You know, when I'm looking at best matchups against Rutherford, Mays ain't on the top of my list. No. A guy that's good on his feet but is terrible on bottom. Well, we we, we know. we That's uh, how State fans know a little bit about that. Right. <laughs> and that ain't good. So, um, Rutherford's amazing. Hey, Michael Jordan got on, the, got on the podium this year. He did. He took a solid fourth. I mean, he lost. Uh, That's what I had. He lost two matches. He he lost to Sorensen twice. Lost to Sorensen twice. Drops down and he wrestles uh, Gardner from uh, Lehigh. Beats him nine to six, and I think it was like nine to four, and he gave up a takedown at the end. Mm-hmm. Um, that was a match that I was a little bit nervous about because he beat him like by one. Hit the journeyman classic earlier in the year, um, and I figured that. He, and when I filled out my brackets, I knew he was either going to have Gardner. Or Tom, I don't know, it was Gardner, yeah, Gardner or Thompson, because Thompson beat Gardner six four in the top half, and I figured we were going to win that match because I had him losing to Swanson. Yeah, I did. I didn't, but I, I, you were right there. I mean, we, look, we were one and three this year against Sorensen. I mean, it is what it is. And I mean, you know, if you want to say three zero. And four zero is close. Sure. No, it's, I'm sorry. When you don't score a single yeah. point, it's not close. No, it's not. We we can't <clears> go down on them. Um, and, um, you know, we can't we, go on top of him. We can't get on top of him. So basically we're, we're stuck. Getting, Why are you laughing? We're stuck getting penetrated from neutral. <laughs> Jesus. Which sucks. And take it from a man who's been penetrated, penetrated from neutral an awful lot. Yeah. It's not fun. Hey, speaking of. <laughs> Speaking of Max Thompson, how about the freshman, man, taking fifth? He was tough. I don't know who this dude is. I mean, like, I know who he is, like, because I follow wrestling. But, like, I never He's the dude that I think dude. in text messages here, you have spelled his name six different times, six different ways, and they've been wrong every way. I'm like, yeah, give me, I'm picking up Tommen. It's Tommen. I'm picking up Tommen. Thompson. Thompson. There's got in there. Thompson. <laughs> dude's, dude's tough. Um, what'd he take? He took fifth. Damn. Yeah, Mickey beat him, didn't he? Yeah, I mean, look, he beat Samato first round. Samato's tough. He beat Gardner Drexel, second yeah, round. He, he beats Theobald to, to push into the semifinals. Mm-hmm. He loses a close one to Mays in the semis. Drops down. Loses to Jordan. Mickey looked good once he got in, um, 
Once he once once Mickey got on that backside, he looked good. You know, once he all American, excuse me. So because you know he had that, he beat Gardner nine to six. But look, your butt cheeks are pretty tight when you're wrestling the all American. And then he goes out and just puts it on Coacher and and, and uh, Thompson. I mean, puts it on him. And then he gets beat by Sorensen again. And I'll go back to Coacher, man. Great tournament by him. He didn't luck into this. He earned it. I mean, he beat. Who did he, yeah, he, he seed Patricio Lugo in the first round? All right. And Lugo was around a 12 guy last year. Then in the second round, he beats returning All American Justin Oliver, five to four. And these are both tight matches, which shows but, that you can win the close ones. Yeah, absolutely. You know, obviously, there he runs into Zane Rutherford. So, you know, he, he, he loses that match, but he drops down and, and continues his run. Um, he beats Blyes. Yeah, and then he beats a formidable opponent in Steve Blees. I heard Blies a lot this weekend, but we can call him whatever the hell you want to. I don't care. Let's just call him Steve-O. All right, he beats Steve-O. <laughs> he beats Steve-O. Gets on the podium, and then he beats Shisko for fifth and sixth. He beats Shisko? Oh, yeah. Cisco. He beat Cisco. I didn't realize. He, no, he didn't beat Cisco. For fifth and sixth. Cisco got, Cisco took a, Cisco lost to Thompson, bro. Coach lost. Oh, wait a minute. Who are we talking about? We're talking about Coach. Coach I'm sorry. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> Coach took eight. They took eight. By fall in like a minute 37. Coach was like, I'm good. Give me a medal. I'm outie, boys. Sorry, I had a mental block there. What did Coach take? He's a senior. He took eight. He took eight. Yeah. That dude's the happiest freaking man on the planet. Nobody sleeps better than a senior that was unseated getting on the podium. Let me tell you that much right now. I guarantee that... Every person that finished above him is way, way madder than he is. Oh, I'm sure. He, that dude is eating so much ice cream right now. <laughs> he's drinking beer. He's hanging out with ladies. He's just freaking all-American as a senior. I, I wish I was that dude right now. How about Zane, though, man? He goes tech fall, tech fall, tech fall, pen, tech fall. Oh, and then, and then he goes, um, uh, uh, and, and then he goes, Hodge. Because that's what he he deserves. Got, it. I think he got the OW award as well. Yeah, if you don't give him the Hodge, no, I thought that um, I thought that oh no, he did get the OW. I thought that Chenzo should get the OW. Um, Rutherford needs to get the Hodge. Oh, I think so. You too. see Kyle Snyder tweet that out? Yeah, he earned it. Yeah, I mean, get the dude the Hodge. Let's let's move on. <laughs> I mean, to the Hodge. Anything else on this weight class you find to be um, kind of uh, exciting besides the fact that McKenna didn't place? Uh, McKenna's at 141, buddy. Seriously, come on. Oh, Keep yeah, up. Sorry. Oh, Jeez. you're the one that was like, and then he lost to Shisco. And I'm like, no, he didn't. <laughs> well, at least Shisco's in the same weight class. Yeah, but wrong guy. Asshole. I, you know, I did, I did. I was kind of not terribly surprised, but, you know, the fact that neither Oliver nor Lugo, all American, kind of surprised me. Yeah, Coacher screwed him. Yeah, Coacher beat them both up. So let's get on to 157. Interesting weight class. Right? Very competitive. Except for the finals. Yeah, jeez. Another one. I mean, so 149 is obviously where Penn State starts making their run. Here we go. God. <laughs> we are Penn State. Thank you. You're welcome. God, shut up. <laughs> shut up. I don't want to hear about you. If I lose a listener over this, that's fine. Because I know JP's still a listener because I love that guy. Now, he changed his Twitter handle for a minute for to Vincenzo Brosif. And I love that. That's awesome. That's awesome. Look, I hate what? Penn State because we they're don't. so good. Yes. Yes, that's it. I mean, I'm jealous. Yeah, it's not right. You, you shouldn't have guys that are bow and arrowing people because it's not fair that you hurt somebody. And then you have a guy named Nolf who beats somebody 14 to 6 in the finals. 
of the NCAA tournament. After the David Taylor at Ruth run, you're supposed to be done. <laughs> Let some of the other places, some of the other teams have some of the goodies. God. Uh, yeah, let's talk let's about this, talk weight, about class this b- weight class besides the finals because I don't care. I thought that LaValle had a hell of a tournament. LaValle did have a hell of a tournament. You know who else had a hell of a tournament? Green Toe? Paul Fox from Stanford. Oh, not Green Toe Palacio. Paul Fox, unseated, right? Paul Fox, the second unseated wrestler to All-American at this tournament. And, uh, Some just, would say the just fox a little, was in the hen house there. <laughs> just a little backstory about Paul Fox. So Ben and I had the uh, the pleasure of being a part of a coaching staff that coached a kid that wrestled at Stanford. And during the tournament, um, once Paul Fox uh, won his match in the blood round to All-American, um, one of the guys that was with us sent, out, sent, sent this guy a text and said, hey, what can you tell me about Paul Fox? And uh, Tommy texted back and said, Fox is probably the hardest worker I've ever known. He had a, some sort of serious knee injury last year or a couple years ago that kind of kept him out. He worked his butt off to come back from that injury. As soon as he came back from the injury, he then broke the three-mile t- uh, three time, the three-mile record uh, held by the wrestling, you know, the wrestling, the wrestling team record team. for the three-mile run. Yeah. And um, goes into this tournament unseated, ends up coming out in seventh place. He had a hell of a tournament, man. Dude, you have a hell of a tournament. Now, so who are Fox's wins? Let's take a look at that. So – he beats uh, Clayton Ream first round, who Succeed. many people had All-American. I, I, I did. Um, and then he beat Russell Parsons from Army, who is really good. Really tough. He's a Blair guy, right? Yes, he is. God, I mean, so that's two nice wins. He loses a, you know, a, you know, a, a non, probably a non-competitive 6-2 match to LaValle. Drops down into... Beats Colgan. And then he beats Colgan from Wyoming, so um, who had just beaten Romani from, um, from Pitt. Fox had a nice little tournament there. And then he beats Mastriani. Who, who also had a great tournament, yeah. 14th seed uh, by fall. So both of them great matches. I love seeing I love seeing low seeded and no seeded guys all American, and um, because it just really shows you that these guys are on a mental level that a lot of high school kids aren't. A lot of high school kids look at rankings and they're like, "All right, that's where I need to finish, or that's what that's what I'm capable of doing." These college guys say, "I don't give a shit." Exactly, and that's why we said earlier, that's what separates because these guys are great. the good ones from the really good ones. Yeah, so, um, you know, there was a – this weight class, if you would tell me that, you know, um, Excuse me. Colin Heffernan would have won one match, you know, people would think I was crazy maybe. And, you know, he wins one match, you know, short wins, you know, and then, sh- you know, just I'm, – I'm, I'm just scrolling through brackets now. I can tell. Um, sorry, but I'm just saying, like, this weight class is just – it was a little – How about uh, Palacio – Penn and Kemmerer. I'm sorry. And can somebody tell me how much Cornell fucking drills, oops, drills the Petersons? You finally dropped your first F-bomb. Welcome to the club. I'm sorry. Does Cornell just drill Petersons all the time? That's all they hit. That's all they hit. How many guys they pen this weekend in a Peterson? Oh, my God. They've hit so many Petersons this weekend. It it bit them in the butt on one match, though. I forget which one it was. Um, Palacio, Penn, and Kemmerer was probably one of my best memories of the tournament. And not because I don't like Kemmerer, but because it was just really neat to see, like, right. oh, this is a great, this is going to be an awesome quarterfinal. Kemmerer just teched his, you know, teched the dude from Edinburgh. Palacio just beat Heffernan. Um, let's rock and roll. And? Peterson. <laughs> I think the guy's first name was John. Wasn't it John Peterson? I don't know. I think it was John Peterson. Dude, how dominant is Jason Nolf, man? Like, how let me let me rephrase that question. He looks like of all wrestlers, maybe besides Bo Nickel, that he he has the most fun out there wrestling. No, he's the best wrestler 
he's the best color. We I said this. I think we no, I didn't say this. I think we all had a conversation and agreed that Jason Knopf is the best collegiate wrestler in the country. You think so? He's the best collegiate wrestler. Okay. Okay. There's nobody better than him. Kyle Snyder's not better than him in the collegiate wrestling. Kyle Snyder's the best wrestler that competes in a collegiate wrestling. Kyle Snyder's by far. I you mean, think Nolf is better than Zane? Yeah. Okay. I think so. Uh, okay. I think Nolf probably puts it on Zane in the wrestling room. He'd <laughs> <laughs> be a fly on that wall, though. Um, I wanted to see Nolf Palacio, though. I really did, too. I thought that would have been a heck of a match, but it's weird. After Palacio made the semis, he ended up taking the, what, the deep six after that? Did he deep six it? Yeah, because Berger beat him for oh. fifth and sixth, six to three. And who'd he lose to? And then he lost to Smith mm-hmm. by... 10-0. I mean, Smith put it on. I him. think Palacio's been injured, though. Yeah. But you know what? Also, maybe that bride bone hurt a little bit. Well, one thing I noticed about Palacio is that in the match, I think it definitely was the match against JoJo Smith, um, he was basically kind of giving his leg to Joe. He wanted to get in funky scramble situations, um, and it ended up biting him in the ass. He lost 10-0. So, yes. yeah, that didn't work out. Did I tell you that uh, Heffernan lost a short in the, the second round of Conti's? Um You might have. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I did. <laughs> um, how about Bryant Clagon though? How about Clagon finally getting back on the podium, huh? No, he didn't get on the podium. Oh shit! <laughs> Jesus, Ben. He put a little run on though. You know, he had the pigtail. Um, I thought he got he on the won podium. That. No, he won that, and then he beat eight seed Jake Short. Then he beat nine seed um, Shields from Arizona State, and then Who a lot of people were really high on. Yeah, I thought Shields was going to all American. I thought so too. Where the hell did he go? And then he ran into Nolf. Nolf beat him. And then, um, you know, from there, it kind of ended his run. He lost to Oh, he lost to Mastriani. Yeah. Old Mastriani trick. Clayton got on the... It, it, freshman. Freshman year, and I think he took, like, what, fourth or fifth? I can't remember. Then he's 0 0 So far. He, he's going to pull a dance next year. You think so? Dance, dance. Anything else in this weight class that interests you? Um, no. Kemmer's okay. going to be a stud. Kemmer's oh, without be, a doubt. Kemmer's going to be a stud. Um, Smith's going to be a stud. You know, all that... Remember, Smith had started off slow. I hate to keep dragging this on, but Smith had a really nice tournament, too. Um, I think Smith should redshirt next year if it was me. Yeah. He sudden victory lost uh, for third and fourth. Smith, two-time AA. I, I, I really think Joe, Joe Smith should redshirt next year. I think it would do him a ton of good. A, let his body heal up. B, let the weight class clear out a little bit. Um, I Is, mean, let's face it. Nobody's beaten Nolf. Nolf's a senior next year? No. Be a junior. Yeah. Well, yeah. Probably right sure. That's just my opinion, though. How weird is Green Toe Palacio? Dude, that dude gives some of the best interviews ever. I don't ever. understand what he's saying. Maybe, am I dumb? No, I, I don't understand it either, but it sounds so provocative. Yeah, it gets the people going. <laughs> <laughs> Can All we right. go to 165? Are you ready to go 165? Oh, baby. In my opinion, this was probably one of the um, one of the best weight classes to watch this weekend. And and really, there's two storylines in this weight class to me. Um, one, Isaiah Martinez failing to win that third title. That's crazy. But even even more than that, I don't think Imar really looked himself the entire tournament. What do you mean by that? To me, he just he just seemed timid the entire tournament. I mean, I think that I couldn't, I, I, I can't disagree if you look at an 8-5 to five win over Wanzak, you know, and a 10-5 to five win over Rodgers, and a tight 
one. And I, I know I know Zeke Jordan's pretty good in a tight two to one win over Jordan. He he did he wasn't out there scoring a ton of points. If that's what if that's what you're trying to say. Yeah, I mean that's part of it, but it was also his demeanor as well. And I think it was extremely evident in the match in the finals. As he's you know standing there on the mat, obviously waiting for the match to start, his body language isn't what I'm used to seeing from from Imar. What do you mean? I mean, Imar has always to me. Every time you see Imar, he he's just. I mean, what's the word like? Is it protruding? I don't know. I mean, he's just. It's nothing but confidence. It's like an aura of confidence. He looks around ready him. to go. Ready to go. Confident. Um, that whole this is my mat. I own this mat. I'm gonna beat you on this mat. But I just didn't see that from him this weekend. And I don't know, maybe it was the pressure getting to him. Pressure, man. Pressure's a real thing. That's it is a real thing. Bear tweeted. It, it, it is a real thing. Uh, and then obviously the second story is uh, is Vincenzo. That dude just inside tripped his way. like Literally. I mean, literally inside tripped his way to um, a national title. title. So he inside tripped Daniel Lewis to win 6-5 to five late. He inside tripped Massa to win late 5-4. to four. And then he inside tripped Mymar when he was winning six to five and stuck him. Right, and it's funny too because starting with the Daniel Lewis match, I kept telling myself, "I just know this is the match where Vincenzo loses." Is that I what you're saying? No, every time, every time I, say, I just know Daniel Lewis is going to beat him, and then it didn't happen. I just know Logan Mass is going to beat him, and it didn't happen. I just know Imar is going to beat him, and it didn't happen. Look. The moment was not too big for Prop, Vincenzo. Props to, Vincenzo props to him, Joseph, dude. Man, that dude just—he, you know—he kept the momentum going for Penn State. Penn State had an awesome win at forty-nine, awesome win at fifty-seven, and I mean this—this this thing erupted. I mean this thing blew the roof off Scott Trace. It did when he inside tripped Mass or, um, excuse me, Imar and pinned him. But to go back to it, you're right, Lewis. Like, I'm pretty sure he was winning the match. He was, yeah, and same with Massa. <laughs> And and Joseph just he goes for it, and that's what got him in trouble earlier in the year. But that's also what makes him so great is that he's got he's got pretty damn good attacks from his feet, um, leg wise. But dude's, dude is dangerous upper body. Anytime you got an inside trip that good, a la Ian Miller ish, you're dangerous. And my thing is is look, where's the scouting reports at? Where's your strategy? If why are you going upper body? Why are you going upper body with him? Don't do it. Well, and, and, and the, the funny thing is um, I, I, on um, Black Shoe Diaries, they posted uh, a, a really weird, like really neat breakdown clip by clip uh-huh. of how the inside trip was hit. I saw that. Talk to me about it. Yeah. So I'm not gonna, to, not, to not go in too in-depth just because it's, it's hard to understand without seeing it, go, you should go and read it. Imar takes a shot, takes his left-handed high crotch, mm-hmm. misses it, and then he comes up and goes double-unders. Vincenzo so, Joseph in double overs right now. Vincenzo Joseph hits his inside trip from every time I've seen it. Double overs. In double overs. Right. I know I'm sure he can hit it from other other places, but he's from double overs. Imar jacks up double unders on Vincenzo. That you're putting yourself in now Imar's great from an underhook. Yes. Now he can work a double underhook, but there's not much you can do from a double underhook. He tried to hit an outside trip. I mean, what are you gonna do? A bear hug? Yeah, he tried that's what he tried to do, a bear hug outside trip. Right. Didn't work. But he put himself in double overs, or he put Vincenzo in double overs, where Vincenzo that's his best move. I don't care what you say. That's his best move. I he agree. doesn't hit it all the time because it doesn't always present itself, and it's dangerous. If you're up fourteen to three, you're not going double over inside trip. No need to do so. Exactly. Totally agree with but you. But you know what? When you you put himself in a double overhook, um, put Vincenzo in a double overhook. Vincenzo just, I mean, he left little doubt. Little doubt. Boom. He hit that thing. Imar, the best at scrambling and kind of, you know, very strong and getting off his – great body awareness, right? That's why nobody can ride him 
because he's got great body awareness. Let me ask planted, you something, though, man. Planted. What, is it just me or when Imar ended up on his back, did he show a little fight there? He showed little fight after the initial. So he kicked up and tried to kind of gator bake in right. the elevator sure. or whatever. He tried to do that. When you're planted, though, okay, it's six to five. I think it was third period. Was it third mm, period? It was third period. It's six to five. You just got hit for six. You're done. You're done. What are you going to do, man? I mean, fight off your back and lose? That's fine. I, I get that's what people I, want, and yeah. that's what you should do. But when you're deflated in your dream, I get it. Your dream of four is gone. I get it. Dude, you're laying there, bro. I you're laying what, there. What makes this weight class so interesting, man, is all the dudes coming back next year. I mean, look, What's Mass, that look like? Mass is a freshman. Vincenzo's a freshman. Imar's coming back for his senior season. I mean, granted, Isaac Jordan is done. I mean, there are some That's guys. It. There are some guys leaving, but the top three guys in this weight class are all going to be back next year. And all of the All Americans, but one are going to be back. Um, How about Brandon Walmack? First, first All American from Alabama, like since forever. He wrestles for Cornell. Yeah, it's okay. Obviously, another guy that hit how many Petersons this tournament? God, that dude. You know, Peterson. Up. I just wanted to bring it up. Anything else that struck you in this one? Um, you know, kind of crazy. This this was a this is a weight class that I thought Daniel Lewis actually didn't have a bad tournament. Um, I know he, he wrestled to his seed, but he had an up and down. He had the most up and down season he's had of his college career, mm-hmm. in my opinion. That's only his second year. Yeah, well, that's true. He was a freshman last year, but he was like real solid, right? Like, right. like only lost, I think, to like Derringer and Bo. Right. You know, but, this year but rode him hard. Yeah, and this year he kind of had an up and down season. I know. When I say up and down, I'm not saying like he had it was crazy up and down, but you know he lost to a Rogers and didn't look quite great and maybe missed a match or two. So it was nice to see him um, finish that up. Zeke, nice to see him get you know four All Americans, you know become a four time All American. He went seven, seven, two, four. Yeah, great career by him. Um, you know the other thing I, I I guess we can make note here is um, ACC champ from Pittsburgh, Tayshawn Campbell goes two and two at this tournament. And then the day after the tournament, it comes out that he's transferring to Ohio State. I think that's a pretty big get for the Buckeyes because Campbell that's is interesting. raw. Campbell is extremely raw, but with tons and tons of untapped potential. And I think once you get him in that Ohio State Buckeye room with those coaches and those training partners, I, I think he's got a great chance to, to, to make a giant jump, a leap next year. You like him, huh? I like his potential. I like his potential too. One, I, I and I'm not I'm not trying to you know blow whistle or anything here, but how the hell do you get a guy transferring the day after the tournament? They had released him before the tournament, and it, but you can still wrestle for Pitt then. Yeah. Okay. Two, I mean, he loses the Drew Hughes six four. I mean, Cody Bercher wrestled Drew Hughes the same same. I mean, is is he going to be that much of a uh, a benefit over Cody Bercher? Are you really going to go here? I'm going transitive property, bro. Okay. Um, did Cody Bircher win a conference title? No. Did Cody Bircher win two matches at nationals? No, he didn't. Did Cody Bircher have only four losses on the year and 22 wins? No, he had six, 16 wins. Okay. Did Cody Bircher win a state title? No. No. Tayshawn Campbell went undefeated in Pennsylvania and won a state title his senior year. So, all right, you want to go double transit? A or triple A? <laughs> Shut up. There's a difference between double A and triple A and PA. If you ask your, ask your PA boys, there's definitely a difference. So, I guess Spencer Lee ain't that good because he won double A? Was he double A? Oh, what? You want to keep talking? Spencer Lee didn't even win a title this year. I hate you, man. I hate you. I mean, Spencer Lee ain't sh- Look, shit. You can't. Shut up, man. No, I'm happy. You, can't be ha- you can't be upset about getting a transfer in like Tayshaun Campbell at a weight class that we need. The dude's a specimen. 
Yeah, and he's got all the goods to to. He's gonna have great training partners. I like it. I love I, it. I'm a fan of it. But you know, we'll see what happens. We'll see. I, I mean, I think at one point we'll do a, we'll do a breakdown of the sure, buck, of the of Buckeye course. the Buckeye wake the Buckeye uh, lineup. You know, in a podcast coming here in the future. Um, I I think that we've got the goods to take second again this, next year. It'll be nice. <laughs> Penn State ain't. Nobody's been Penn State for a long Penn time, State. so it don't matter. Any, you got anything else on this? <laughs> no, I thought it was really cool to see Michigan State's Drew Hughes make the round of 12. Um, lost a Freshman. close one. Freshman, yeah. Lost, I think he got pulled out of shirt, too, midway yeah, he, through the he year. Was, he was pulled out of the shirt, so he's a, he's a true freshman. Lost Walsh from Ryder, who's a pretty damn good wrestler. Two-time All-American Walsh. Yeah, I, I, so great. I'm glad to see. I think Michigan State is on the right track. I, I, I like Roger Chandler. I like what he's doing out there. Um, the other kind of surprise to me, I think there was two two guys I thought were going to make the podium that didn't. Who that was, was that? Uh, Bryce Stewart from UNI. I and had the, him on the podium, and too. And then, obviously, um, the other one was Anthony Valencia. I thought Valencia was going to get on the podium. I didn't have Valencia on the podium. I, I didn't have him losing to Womack, but I didn't have him on the podium. Um, I think I had him losing to Tayshawn Campbell. I mean, and that's why you haven't won our fantasy league. Yeah, that's true. Ever. So, Valencia beats Tayshawn Campbell up, though. Bro, I ain't that high on Tayshawn. We'll see what happens. <laughs> All right, let's get to 174. I know there's some stuff you want to talk about in this weight class. I've already talked about what we need to talk about, so let's just talk about the matches now. I am actually shocked that Zahid Valencia did not win this weight class, but I will tell you this. Did you see Zahid's interview afterwards? No, I didn't. Tell me about it. Dude, the guy is nothing but class, especially as a freshman. He basically said, look, it is what it is. Don't put it in the referee's hands. That's it. What, so what happened? He grabbed the headgear? I mean, did you see it? <clears throat> so basically... Obviously, we're watching the stands. You can't see right. that shit. I, and I believe that was the uh, semis and blood round. It was the one session where we were um, up in the uh, the sections where they treat people like animals. Yeah, the 300s. The 300s couldn't even have a working escalator to get us up Jesus. there. Jesus, yeah. So we bought it. We bought individual tickets, and those are the only tickets that we couldn't get lower bowl. Um, but so basically, Valencia scores a takedown, um, gets the two, somehow... One of the coaches in the Penn State corner um, saw that Valencia grabbed headgear, whether it was intentional or not. So he saw that, did the review. Is that relevant if it's intentional or not? Probably not. Probably you, you not. You think if you grab headgear no matter what, and it, and, it, and it assists your ability to get a takedown? I would assume. Yeah. I don't I don't know the rule for sure. sure. That would make um, sense to me, right? Regardless right. if it's relevant or not. Right. If it assists your ability to get a takedown, then it needs to be called. Correct. So they go to the review. They review that. They determine, okay, yep, he grabbed the takedown, the, the headgear. Therefore, that negates the takedown. Oh, by the way, that's a penalty point. Oops, Mark Hall's Wait a minute. I got a question for you. So when they go to review, they actually watch the match? I thought they had freaking SpongeBob on there, and they were just kind of hanging out watching popcorn. Like, all right, all right, now it's time to go back to the match. Let's, all right, oh, call denied. Because I, I couldn't imagine them actually watching the match and, re- and turning over a call because that's not what happened with ben, Jordan. Ben, you're missing one key point here. What's that? It was Kale's review. Oh, that's right. Yeah, of course they're watching. <laughs> of course they're watching. <laughs> not SpongeBob. <laughs> so yeah, that was kind of what happened there, um, but. Valencia's interview was nothing but class. And, um, hey, look, Mark Hall got the job done. He got to the finals. How about Mark Hall beating Zach Epperly 10-2? That's a nice beating, dude. I'm not going to say one good thing about Mark Hall this podcast. You can do it. I'll do it then. Yeah, you do it. I mean, Mark Hall didn't have an easy path to this championship. Um, you know, he beats... Uh, he took for Bernstein. He beats David Kocher in the first round. I mean, look, when your little brother's unseated making the podium, you're trying to do the same thing. Sure. Um, 
Obviously, it didn't happen. Then he beat Bernstein from Navy. Bernstein's a tough guy. Beat a returning All-American first round, 7-3. He exactly. lost to the IWA in Casey Kent from Penn. Exactly. I know, Mark Hall. He had then he, he puts it on Epperly. That was he surprising. He gets past Valencia. And then he, you know, he goes through Bojo. I mean, he, he earned it, whether you think he earned it or not. Dude's going to have a uh, title. <clears throat> There's nothing you can do about it. He, 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 he got the title. He won the title. Um, I don't know what else I can say about it, man. What about what the hell? What in God's green <laughs> earth was Real Buto thinking when Bo Jordan got that shot? Now this is somebody I feel bad for. Yeah, I feel bad for talk, this guy. Talk about this it. Freaking goes to Cornell. Probably got a freaking sixteen hundred on his ACT. SATs. I, I think it's actually high. I, I forget the whatever sixteen hundred is what. Just to get, get back, back to wrestling. Anyways, dude is a freaking genius. Probably goes to Cornell, and um, he's beaten. He's beaten Bo Jordan by two. And Bo Jordan ends up in a high crotch position, which is not Bo Jordan's great position. Like, yeah, I'm pretty sure that he probably could have defended it in some random way. And he tries to do some, you know, the backflip. The basically where it's you, an elevator from your feet. Correct. It's a freestyle move. Yeah, freestyle to put him on his back, and he wound up on his back, bro. Like all he needed to do was belly down, and it would have been six to six, going to overtime, and take Bo down again, like you had done earlier in the match. Instead, he tried to elevator him, and Bo Jordan scores six points on you, and you lose eleven to seven. Robito, I, I don't know what the hell you were thinking. And Buto was having a great tournament before that. I mean, he went tech fall, tech fall, pin, and then lost to pin Brunson in a minute. He did. He stuck it to Brunson. And Brunson's freaking all American. He also pinned Brunson for fifth and sixth in a minute too. God, Brunson. He wrestled Brunson twice and wrestled for like two minutes and thirty seconds. I, I'm, I'm not calling anybody out about where I saw this, but Brunson was wearing the ugliest sweatshirt I've ever seen in my entire life. What the hell was that thing? Oh, you mean at the bar? Don't call He wasn't at the bar. He's an upstanding young citizen. Um, What the hell was that? I don't know what it was. I don't even know why it's relevant. Because <laughs> it was ugly. Anyways, what the hell was Robito doing? So Bo Jordan gets a... You already said it, man. He gets a gift. He got... He, Jordan got he, a gift. I mean, although, you know, he... he he put him on his back. And then he re-gifted it to Mark Hall in the he, finals. He, he, was he an Indian giver? <laughs> yeah. can, can I use that term? No. Oh. Well, I mean, they used it on Seinfeld. <laughs> okay, it's legal then. All right, cool. What else about this weight class kind of struck you? Preach, not All-American. He was kind of crazy. Um, let's look at the All-Americans, I think, real quick. How about Residori? So Meyer, not All-American either. How about Residori from SIUE getting on the podium? I don't know man? who that is. Jake Residori? Yeah, I mean, I know who he is as a person, but, like, who the <laughs> hell is he? I don't know who he is. He wrestles for SIUE. I, yeah, I mean, I know that, but, like, I don't get who he is as a person. <laughs> I can't do this anymore. Who did he beat? What do you mean, who did he beat? He beat Crutchmer 6-5. to five. Yes, he beat Crutchmer first round. Crutchmer came back do? and beat him for 7-8. Then what did he eight. do? Well, then he All-American. He beat Epperly. Oh, in that's the blood right. 8-3, it crazy. wasn't even close. That, yeah, we were watching that going, like, dude, Epperly, but not All-American. Like, Epperly's like, I don't want to play no more. I'm done. That's crazy. I'm packing my bags and going home. Preach did an All-American, 6 seed. Meyer did an All-American. Meyer, Meyer runs up to crutch. Meyer runs into crutch. I mean, Bo barely beat Meyer, right? I mean, wasn't that a tight yeah, one? Yeah, it was four to three. But I even told you, I did not like. The, I don't like that matchup with Alex Meyer. Bo had man. to come back to win that one. Yeah, that's just a bad matchup for Bo. Bo, it, it wasn't like Bo looked great at this tournament. Am I dogging him? I mean, I mean, he made the finals. Yeah, he, he, he's solid. I, he looked better than okay, you okay. did in two thousand and four. Uh, okay, what, what what I was trying to say, and, and I think it came out wrong. 
Bo didn't look healthy. Like well, he, it doesn't look like he was wrestling. Me, to his let best, me just rephrase. Let me. Let, he didn't look like he did the last half of the Big Ten tournament when he really put it on dudes. Yeah, and Miles Amin, you know, got the win against. Uh, and obviously, against Miles Mark Amin Hall. is pretty legit because he came out and took a. He took fourth. fourth. Yeah, as a freshman. Yeah, he's a tough guy, dude. Michigan's me. Michigan's gonna be tough next year. Shit. I think they're returning three freshmen All-Americans this year, plus getting Pantaleo back, Kuhn back, and Abinader. And Sutton. Yeah, he's okay. I mean, he, look, if, if Residori can All-American, then I think Where's Sutton, Sutton can go? 97. Garrett Sutton wrestled 57 and 65. Oh, I'm thinking of a different person. Jesus. Uh, 74? <laughs> That's where Miles Amin is. 65? That's where Massa is. 57? Uh, word on the street, Pantaleo's going 57. Nah, he going 49, dog. Did you? Okay. Anyway, let's let's move on. Um, he going 97. Shut up. He was on my lifting program. <laughs> Props to Zach Brunson, though, for getting on the podium his senior year, man. I like Brunson. I'd like to have him on the pot. I, you just dogged a shirt, man. You think he's want to come on after you <laughs> dogged a sweatshirt? I, that's why I want him on the pod. Jesus. No, you want to know why I want him on the pod? Because I want to talk to him about his match with... Bernstein from Navy. Let me tell you why. To get on the podium? Yeah, like you're sitting there, bro. Like, this is it. This is it. I want to hear, like, I could listen to him talk to him for hours. Like, what was going on uh, yeah, through his mind? What, yeah, and what was going on through the match? You know, when could you breathe easy? And then after that, did, did you feel great? Like, just saying, all right, now, now I'm cool. You know? Because he ended up taking sixth. He did, man. And again, I know we already talked about Residori, but he was the third unseated guy to get an All-American... Uh, finish at this tournament um <laughs> and like you man i know you were trying to be funny earlier but really coming into this tournament i didn't really know who he was i mean and i had I, heard I his name funny, obviously i, I had heard his name was. before but um if i never expected him to to get on the podium in this tournament so props to him dude i had no clue who he was and he's also siue's first all-american is that true um you know i think it's in, in a while in a while we'll just say in a while Split, sure. Are we going to split the baby here split and just say it away in a while? It's definitely been in a while because Fred Rod didn't do it. Um, <clears throat> so coming back real quick, let's look at this weight class if you don't mind real quick. Coming back, you got – God, so you lose Robuto, you lose Brunson, you lose Crutchmer, you lose Residori. Good job, Residori, senior year, man. That uh, Just like Coacher, hat, dude, dude couldn't be sleeping better right now. No couldn't doubt. Couldn't be sleeping better right now. Freaking eating pizza – Drinking beer, hanging with chicks, finishing up his like chem- chemistry lab his senior year. You know he's carrying that All American trophy with him oh everywhere my he goes. God, but so anyways, you got uh, Holly, um, Bo Jordan, Valencia, Amin, um, and Valencia might go up, but this weight class is going to be a little open. I think this weight class is open next year. I mean, don't forget you got guys like Taylor Luhan coming back. I mean, he was a freshman. Um, there's going to be some tough guys in this weight next year. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see though where Valencia goes. It's a good point. I think we'll see him going up. He's definitely got a huge frame. Um, could make 184 interesting because I'd like to see him and uh, him and Bo Nickel go at it. Yeah, they can go for third and fourth all day. Oh, <laughs> day. Speaking of 184, man, what a weight class. What a weight class. And I'll tell you what, like, I'm happy for Bo Nickel because he is probably one of the most exciting guys in college wrestling. He is. Um, he is. But at the same time, I feel bad for Gabe Dean because Gabe Dean's a true warrior, man. 
Like Gabe, when they were showing his pictures up on the on the big screen before the finals match, I, I said to I said to myself and the guy sitting next to us, I was like, Gabe Dean looks like he could have played a character in the movie The Three Hundred. Yeah, he could, dude, he's jacked. He's 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 huge for that weight. Um, Let me ask you this. Okay, yeah, you think, thank you, because I was trying to find words to say like what I I'm sad about Gabe Dean losing. Do you think that was really two? No. When Nickel had that boot in? Nope. From the pictures I saw, I, I agree with you. I mean, Nickel's head was on the mat. How's he going to Hips were off to the position? side. How's he going to improve his position? Gabe Dean was upright. Um, now, and, what, and why didn't Gabe Dean get back points when he had Nickel in that funky crucifix? For real quick. Yeah, exactly. Those are all questions that I'd like answers to. Well, we, I'm asking you to give me answers. I don't have them because I'm not the ref. Um, <laughs> I, I think the biggest thing you need to look at when you're talking about if that's two or not, is they took the rule from... So what happened was um, Bo Nickel threw a boot in. Bo Nickel had a single leg. Yep. There was a whizzer. Yep. Bo Nickel hop sides, threw a boot in. And and it wasn't like he didn't have far to go. He had a long way to go, but Bo Nickel is really long. I mean, Gabe Dean had a tough sure. whizzer in on there. Sure. Okay, so he hop sides, throws a boot in. Where they got that rule from is, say you hit a single leg, dude's on his... Dude's got a whizzer in. We'll, we'll say he hits a normal size single leg. Dude's got a whizzer in with his left arm. Yep. Right hand Got his on right the mat. hand on the mat. Yep. Guy hops sides, throws in a boot. Two all day. Yes. And that's control because it's easy to improve your position there because you're in a freaking, the start of what they, a guillotine position, really. You got a boot in and you got that arm, right? Exactly. You're in the start of a guillotine position. Very easy to improve your position. There was absolutely no way that Nickel could have improved his position without two being called. I think I don't know if it was stalemated or not in that position, but without two being called there, I think Dean could have held that position in perpetuity. Sure. I mean, Nichols' head was on the mat, his hips were off to the side, and Gabe Dean was upright. Yeah, Gabe Dean's hips were facing upwards. Yes. And his arm, his, his hand might have been on the mat, but it wasn't on the mat in front of him with his chest facing the ground. Correct. Um, another I mean, one. what do you want me to say? Like, no, I, just, I mean, Bo Nickel, Bo Nickel won a title. He did. And there's nothing you can say about it but the, except for the fact that he won a title. Um, and he wrestled great. Yeah, and he's deserving of the title because they because he scored the points. that he, The rest called the points that he scored. Absolutely. Um, do, I, do I believe that that was two points? No. But it's the same thing with Bo Jordan and Mark Hall. Do I believe it was called correctly? No. Um, but what do you want? What do you want? From, what do you want from me? And I'm not asking you that. I'm asking people in general. Like, what? Do you, I don't know what else to say besides the fact that they won. It is what and it is. It is what it is. Right. And and they're national champions. And congratulations to them. They won the match. It's they didn't they didn't influence the ref to call it call it that way. They did the best they could do, and they got the calls. I agree with you, man. No, I agree completely. I just wanted to know your thoughts on that. Um, how about Miles Martin, man? Miles Martin came Warrior, into this dude. tournament. You know, uh, he took a really bad loss to a tough guy in Emory Parker in the second round. And Miles Marker, my Mark came back and ends up taking fifth place. He could have shut it down after that. Yeah. He could have shut it down. And, and that's a bad loss to Emory Parker. That's a duty major, I think, 11-something. I think it was 14-something earlier Four, in the yeah. year. I mean, it was bad. And um, I think I and, and I don't care what you say. I mean, Miles Martin's a better wrestler than Emory Parker, and 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 Emory, I think Emory Parker's mom would agree that Miles Martin's a better wrestler than Emory Parker. He all American Emory Parker didn't. Um, well, the problem is, and he you got put on his back. You've alluded to this before. With today's rules and today's scoring, you get put on your back. Not, I mean, if you get put on your back from the neutral position, you're down six to nothing right off the bat. Okay, that's the problem with the four point near fall. 
its intended purpose was to create more action in the referee's position, to create more turning Correct, opportunities. Correct, from a top right, man. More turning opportunities from the top man. But that's not what's happened. What it's done is, is it's created a giant hole for guys to dig themselves out of who get put on their back and, you know, in a big move from the neutral position, especially with takedowns only being worth two points because you're suddenly, you're down six to nothing. And Let's you're say splitting two to ones, two to ones, two to, two ones. to ones. Yeah. That means you're going to have to take the guy down seven times yeah. basically to come back. And Mymar took him down a good amount of times, but towards the end, Parker took him down too. But that's just because Mymar was, I mean, at that point you're diving for freaking anything you can grab. I agree. You know, Mymar takes a tough loss where he shouldn't have, Lost. Let's be honest. We thought he was going to go wrestle Brooks, and it looks like Brooks would have beat him because Brooks did end up beating him. Mymar drops down. He beats the hell out of Hayab, um, and then he beats Gear. I mean, beats yeah. the hell out of Gear, and then he's got Decau, the guy who he lost to at Midlands. Correct. Who's, who's who, a big guy? Who, and I mean, I don't. I don't even think it was really close at Midlands either. Um, I mean, score wise, it was close. Correct, but, but I mean, I mean yeah, competitive wise, it really wasn't that no, close. I agree. This was probably one of Mymar's best wins that I've seen from him, um, because in that blood round, facing a guy in Jack Deckow, who's you know a returning All American himself, taking fourth as a freshman a couple of years ago, who's gifted a point from hands to the face early on. Correct. You know, and, and Mymar wins that three to two in the tiebreakers. I mean, that's. He had to ride him. He got out he and did. had to ride him. had to ride him. And he did ride him. And God. that was one of, you know, if you remember last year, Mymar was a pretty pretty good rider last year at 174 Not a huge pounds. Turner. He wasn't turning people, but he can ride people. And one of his biggest struggles this year in the weight, moving up a weight class, was in riding the bigger guys. Yeah. Agree? I know. I wholeheartedly agree. He wasn't putting the ride on. Um, he, he, you know, he rode him out. He. God, he did everything he needed to do. I tell you what, you know, I was reading an interview. Um, that he said, and he was just like, I don't want to be that guy that wins it and does an All-American the next year. That's a lot of pressure, man. Huge pressure for a true freshman. Ex- Remember, this dude ain't even redshirted yet, bro. Well, he's a true sophomore this year. Uh, yeah, true right, sophomore. Right, But ain't even redshirted yet. And then he goes out there, and then he beats the beats uh, Drew Foster. Had a hell of a tournament. Yep. Yeah, God, Drew Foster, yeah. Had a losing re- – he goes from having a losing record last year to being an All-American this year, taking seventh place. Yep. And th- he loses to Brooks 6-2. Brooks seems to be the guy, thank God he's graduating – that my martyrs can't figure out. Right? Yep. Brooks is graduating, right? Yeah, he's graduating. Yeah. Uh, my martyrs can't figure him out. Just bad body, bad body style, bad style. Yep. Right? Real long and strong. Styles make fights. Yep. Long and strong. Um, and then he just beats the. I mean, 10 to 6 ain't even. It, it, it wasn't even that close. Against okay, Nolan Boyd? Against Boyd, who was the four seed. Right. Um, my had a good tournament. I think my had a great tournament. I mean, aside from that loss to Emory Parker, but it takes a lot of mental fortitude to come back after that type of loss and say, hey, listen, I'm not going to be the national champ that doesn't place. By the way, I still have a responsibility to my team as well. And he battled back. He got the job done. So props to him, man. Yeah. And, and you know, yeah, that, that's that's really all I could say. If he ended up beating Emory Parker, he would have had Jackson, it looks like, to, to All-American. And um, you know what? So I'm actually glad that he didn't because I'm glad that Jackson All-American too. Yeah, that was and nice. And I think that Mymar would have beaten Jackson. I think so. Um, um you know, I mean, what me, do you want to talk? What else do you want to talk about here? Um, Sammy Brooks. No, I, I, I want to. Then Dudley. Oh, remember Dudley stuck Brooks and it went nuts. That was pretty neat. Oh, he pinned him like in the first period. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that was a big pen, but let's not get away from Bo Nickel, man. I mean, the dude deserves that. To... <laughs> Why we got to keep talking about Bo Nickel? Man, because he's just so good. I hate that guy. 
I know. No, I, <laughs> no, I, I don't I, hate we, him. None of us hate him. But um, the dude's an absolute warrior. He's a stud. He, he's got... I, I don't know, man. I think the only person... I literally think the only person that can beat him is Mymar at, at this weight class now. I mean, in two years, Nickel has two losses, and they're both to, to Mymar. Yeah, that's what I mean. And right. He's, Mymar's the only person that can beat him because Mymar's... I think it's Mymar's athleticism. You know, his ability to, to to secure both legs from a takedown. That makes sense. Which Zahid can probably do, too, if Zahid jumps up. So it's going to be a cool weight class. That could be interesting. Uh, yeah, I can't wait to talk about this. And this, that's what's going to be fun. We're going to be able to talk about this for a while. Um, what You got anything else on this one? I mean, obviously, look, we can't cover everything. No, we're not going to cover everything. We can't be like, oh, Dudley beat Machiavello in the uh, round of 16, 6-1. Six <laughs> All but right, so I guess you're saying let's go to 197, man. Oh, yeah. Big props to Cox, man. Big, big props to Cox. Big Cox. Winning that third title. What a great career he's had. Do you ever get the feeling or the maybe the impression that maybe Jaden Cox is another one of those guys like Dean Heil who's just underappreciated? I, well, I think that it's – that's a great question. I think because it's very similar because he beats his opponents by similar margins of victory. Meaning he's not out when there. When you know he could dominate him. if he wanted to. Look at him in the finals. What did he beat him? Six, eight to eight two. two. And it looked easy. It did. And and he took him to overtime. Um, and we're talking about Brett Farr from Minnesota, um, who wrestled Cox, Jaden Cox from Missouri in the finals. It took Brett Farr, or took Jaden Cox overtime at the Southern Scuffle to beat um, Brett Farr. It was he looked he looked outstanding actually in the finals. That was a dominating A2 victory. Beat him in every position. I mean, Jaden actually had a great tournament. He pins first round, major second, and third round, and then beats Hout by decision 6-2, to two, and then Who goes had, out there and yeah. puts it on far in the finals. He had a great, great flipping tournament, man. And yeah, his beat, career... Oh, go ahead. No, I mean, he's another guy that, I mean, he went 1-5-1-1. One, one, one. What a great career, man. He, he had a great career. Um, now, when it was five, I think he lost to. Uh, obviously, we know he lost to Snyder. And it was it McIntosh? I think it was Connor Hartman. Was it Connor Hartman from Duke? I think so. The old Dukey. I think so. Um, I'm going off of memory here, but yeah, I think Connor Hartman might have been the last person to beat him. It was either Hartman or McIntosh. I don't know. But either way, um, Ryan Wolf, I think, was one of his best wins. 10 to 1 against uh, a guy that All American from Ryder who really impressed me this tournament. Um, and Cox goes out there and just. What more to say? What a fantastic career for him. Um, I hope he continues to wrestle. There's well, these rumors about him playing football. It's funny you say that because I read something interesting today. Granted, this is all message board fodder, but apparently the thing with uh, Jaden playing football for Missouri might be kind of sizzling out a little bit. I guess the football coach, according to what I read, who knows? It's probably, it could be wrong, um, was going to give him a courtesy tryout. I think the coach isn't very high on giving him a scholarship because, look, dude, you're not a football player. Well, and Missouri's in the SEC. Correct. I mean, this, this, this ain't freaking, you know, 1AA football. This ain't the MAC. Yeah. Right. Or, yeah, or even, I mean, yeah. It, it ain't the MAC. Um, so for, 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 for wrestling fans, for the sake of us, for our happiness, for our excitement, I hope he sticks with wrestling because I am very much looking forward to a Jaden Cox versus David Taylor match at the World Team Trials. That's, that's insane, and we're going to talk about this, I'm sure, leading up to the World Team Trials about Cox. Dude, if you don't wrestle this year and then you try to make a comeback, you don't get the luxury of sitting in the finals. This year you get to sit in the finals. He, he, gets, he does not even have to wrestle in the U.S. Open. He still gets to sit in the finals. Correct. Right. If he doesn't wrestle this year, next year— after Jaden or after uh, David Taylor wins a world title, then Jaden's got to wrestle the entire tournament. 
They he, can sit in the finals. Dude, Jaden better wrestle at the World Team Trials because I just booked a hotel room and I'm driving 11, out, 11 hours out there. Yeah, well, I'm flying and I'll meet you there. Um, <laughs> Jaden or David Taylor, one of the two is going to win a world medal this year. Didn't Jaden? I mean, he got a bronze medal at the Olympics. I don't even think he had a point scored on it. He didn't get taken down. He didn't get I mean, taken he, down. Yeah, he didn't get taken down. Yeah. Remember, he in the, in the semis, he thought he was winning until the very end. Remember oh, that's that match? Right. That's, yeah. that's, now we're getting way too deep into the woods. Um, how about Colin Moore? That's who I want to talk about. Dude, I love Colin Moore's style of What wrestling. about that barrel roll to the headlock, pinning hot for third and fourth? That was awesome. Woo! Kids, any kids out there that love hitting the barrel roll, and for people that don't know what a barrel roll is, basically that's an outside carry, not a fireman's carry, but an outside carry. Yeah. Colin Moore hit that with to perfection against Jared Hot because he did one thing that coaches stress all the time. Ben? Keep the arm. Keep, keep that the arm. arm. You keep that arm, you keep them on their back. You're going to get some back points. And then, he, yeah, he got up. The, guy, the rest started counting back points. And Moore was like, wait a minute. If I switch from where I'm at now to a headlock, I'm going to stick this dude. And I'm going to stick this him. mug. Then he stuck him. Then he got up. Then he cheered. You want to know why he cheered? Because he clinched second place for Ohio State. That's correct. And you want to know what? Everybody listening but Penn State fans would love to be in second place. Penn State fans are going to be like, oh, yeah, second place, first loser, whatever. You know what? After I realized what Penn State was doing, which was basically raping and pillaging the entire tournament, <laughs> I was pretty pumped that we clinched second place. We beat Okie State. Ohio State came in second place, scoring more points than they did when they, when they, when they won the tournament a couple years By ago. Five and they beat Okie State, who everybody thought was going to have 10 All-Americans. They didn't have 10 All-Americans. They had nine, though. They had nine. But still, we beat a team with nine All-Americans. Correct. Correct, but I love Colin Moore, and you know what? His match with um, Far. I was no. Yeah, his match with Far was a free fire. Nine thirteen nine. I can watch Colin Moore and Brett Far wrestle all day long because their matches are just nonstop, constant action. I'm gonna give you a hot take right now. Give me a hot take. Colin Moore is a better wrestler than Brett Far. Brett Farr is a better scrambler. Yeah, and Brett Farr is just more seasoned. Correct. Brett Farr is just he's a senior. The difference he's more seasoned. Yes, I Colin agree Moore, with you. raw wrestling technique. He, he might be better than Jake Cobb. Okay, I'll take that back. I don't know. That dude is, can wrestle, bro. Colin Moore, I think. I'll, I'll say this. I don't think he's better than Jaden Cox. I think Jaden Cox rides very well. Maybe I got a little. Jaden Cox is better in all three positions, and I'm pretty big on wrestlers that are that can wrestle in all three positions. Yeah, I agree. But Colin Moore has the most dynamic offense on his feet than anybody else that double that weight class. That duck fake duck double fake duck double that he hit where he planted far. I'm pretty sure. So I think he went. He faked faked the duck to the right side, a little bit to the right side, and then then hit double. Yeah, fake duck to the right side, real hard pull to the left, double leg, lifted him off. Dropped him straight on his head. I mean, it was... It was nasty. Yeah, and, and going into this match, I was worried about it. I picked Moore to win, but I thought that Farr was going to win kind of in a gut feeling because I figured Farr would just figure out those little scramble positions, and he did. Yeah, he and figured the, out those damn scramble did. positions and beat Moore because Moore is very raw, and Moore puts himself in positions where he thinks they're advantageous to him, Yep, and they're actually not. They're not. And that's just because... He is still extremely raw. I mean, there's just you, you, there's no doubt about it. You, there's no second guessing it. You can't even question it. Colin Moore was an unheralded recruit from a small town, a non-traditional wrestling high school in Ohio. He won one state title in D three, right? And I, I think it was D three. So small which is school like division. A, which is, I mean, I'm not trying to diss any D three or anything no, like that. But, but it's, winning a title in D three is a is a hell of a lot easier than winning a title in D one. It's I, the truth. I agree with that but for most years. So he goes to Ohio State. He's an unheralded recruit. He he goes out to the U S Open. I think he placed like uh, not the U S Open. The um, junior. 
Something. Maybe Fila Junior Fila Fila Juniors or whatever. Something. I think he placed like sixth. Sixth, yeah. And then he goes to the Junior World Team Trials, and then he won that, right? He won the Junior World Team Trials. Made the Junior World Team. Made the Junior World Team. He did and not he, place. No, but he started thinking maybe, hey, I could be decent. And decent, he definitely is. Um, Dude but, showed that he was by far, in a way, the third best wrestler in this weight class. No, I don't disagree with that, and. You know, listen, the reason why Farr beat him this time, the difference between this semifinal match at the, at the national tournament um, than the finals match at the Big Ten tournament was because Brett Farr won the scramble situations this time. Yep. That's all it was. He beat him, he beat him in the scrambles. He's a be- Look, Brett Farr's the best scrambler at the weight. And, you know, Brett Farr, like I said, there's something to be said about – Brett Farr's a senior, right? I believe so. Let's, let's verify for sure real quick. Um, there's something to be said about a senior wrestling a freshman – um, Brett Farr is a senior, so there you go. A senior wrestling, a freshman. Um, so basically, you're just he, gonna you're gonna be a little more savvy. Is hot, what is hot? Is hot Hot's a, a junior? So you have hot. You have Colin Moore coming back. Um, Colin Moore is gonna be number one ranked guy in the preseason. Agreed. No, no, I mean it, it is. He's the I mean, third. He's exactly. Third, yeah. And then you have hot Studebaker as a senior. Weagle, who we beat the freaking... I was so surprised about how bad we beat And we him. even went down on Weagle. Did you it? were scared about that, too. Down? No, Weagle took top. Or whatever. We got underneath him, and you were really nervous about that, and we got out right away. He did that short sit, I believe. Yeah, it wasn't even a question how my dough flows. Calm, we're good to those bad hoes. <laughs> I'm telling you, dude. <laughs> what was that? Sorry, that's a wrap. Um, Say it again. No, no. no I want to hear it. No. But anyways, Colin Moore... I mean, I can't believe how bad he beat Weagle. Um, I mean, he he majored him. Yeah, I, I know we're talking a lot about, you know, Pfar barely beat uh, Johnson from uh, um, Ohio. He beat him six to one, Ben. Oh, I mean, he barely beat. Uh, yeah, he barely he barely beat. Uh, he, he beat Beasley six to nothing, yeah, Ben. I'm read, I can't read brackets very well. Jesus. <laughs> All right, look, enough about that. The How bottom about line Ice? is. Bottom line is. Jaden Cox, fantastic career. I mean, how about his mom singing the national anthem? I didn't hear it. Wasn't that his mom? Yeah, but I was peeing. No, you weren't. Oh, you were peeing. Oh, speaking of, so you dropped the F-bomb in the finals, and the two dudes sitting, two two goofy old dudes sitting in front of us turn around. No, 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 no. Let me finish, because I wanted to say something. They turn around and they say, hey. There's kids down there. Watch your mouth. And you're like, okay, I'm sorry. You're right. I apologize. You did. But while the national anthem is being sang, old Tweedledee and Tweedledum were sitting there talking about some chick's boobs in front of those same kids the Are whole time of the national anthem. Yes. What a jerks. I, I didn't to, hear that. They, yeah, because you were peeing. What freaking jerks. <laughs> I would have talked about the kid chick's boobs, too. <laughs> uh, How about, you know who my favorite wrestler of the tournament is, though? Studebaker, because he beat McCutcheon to All-American. Yeah. Penn State, take that. <laughs> you got a vendetta. <laughs> I don't like them. They make me so angry. All right, let's go 285. How about that rib? How about Kyle Snyderman with that rib? God. I'm quite certain he just pulled the rib out and said, I don't need this anymore. I'm hungry. I want some ribs. I want a McRib. <laughs> I'd eat a McRib right now. <laughs> I've had a couple beers. Um, Dude, how about... an animal. So when they did the Parade of Champions... And Snyder comes out with the heavyweights. Dude, he looked tiny yeah, compared like, to all them. He's like, sir, you need to be back there with the 197s. <laughs> but he doesn't wrestle tiny. How about when he just jacked up Medbury? Like, Don't high skip crunch, leg day, boys. Do not skip I leg like, day. I love that tweet that you sent. Dude, so the weirdest thing, not the weirdest thing, but the interesting thing about it. So he hits that deep high C, right? And he actually has to knee slide into it. Correct. 
So he knee slides into it. Perfect gets technique. Into, yeah, and gets in a great position. And then what felt like five seconds, which is probably only a second, mm-hmm. he sits there in the high seat. And we're all like, and like I think we're all looking at each other like, pop those hips in and lift. Pop those hips in I don't, and lift. And didn't do anything. He's just sitting there. I don't think he was sitting there. So it's like. You think he was just finagling no, himself no, 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 in no, no, there? No. It's like, you ever deadlifted heavyweight? Yeah, so, yeah, kind okay. of. So like, like I deadlifted 185 the other day, though. All right, so like at the very beginning of the lift, you're like really straining to get the weight off the oh, ground. That's the hardest part. And then was. once you get the weight off the ground, then you extend it. You know, you, you finish bring your the hips lift. to the party. Yeah. Jim so Gibbons I think that's what was going on with with Medbear. He was like, "I'm let me get you. I got you, dude." When he got him, and then he freaking just um, windmilled it. Yep, swept the leg, man. Windmilled it and just boom. Oh, that was sick. And I mean, Medbury had to take top on him. I think he ended up getting out. Um, but um, Med, I mean, dude, Colin, Snyder, obviously everybody knows that he, he tore something. Tore, like the cartilage in between yeah. his ribs. And Crowell's was just not nice about it. He wrestled Crowell's. In the, so I guess he tore it um, wrestling this dude. Uh, from Columbia. Yeah, Ryan. Yeah, Garrett Ryan from Columbia. Or he re-injured it. Apparently it was, you know, something maybe already. And DeJournette, or not DeJournette, Crowell's got on top and just freaking... He rode Snyder out, and Snyder actually got hit for stalling. <laughs> because, that's how – that's because I don't think Snyder – well, no, I'm not going to get into the whole – but, uh, yeah, so at that point, he, um, you know, he was, he was feeling it pretty, pretty tough. And uh, Crowell's I could just see him digging in that rib, dude. Uh, and you know what? That's what I'd do. Fuck it. Um, well, now we will drop the F-bomb on this episode. So, anyways, um, <laughs> that's what I would do. And uh, – so um, Steiner's your champion, though, man. Steiner's your champion. What do, we, what do you think about him and Casper? What about Casper, the friendly ghost? He's kind of a friend of the pod. You know, we did that. Uh, we did that right up on. Or you? Yeah. Excuse me. You did that right no, up we on. We did him. it. Well, no, I just have my name. I'm glad Casper made the podium. I'm also glad that he beat Neville's in the quarters. Now Neville's did come back to beat him in sudden victory for fifth and sixth, but there was a lot of shit talking about whether Neville should have been the fourth seed and Casper the five seed. Look, they're really, pretty it even. doesn't matter. They're even. They're even. I mean, look, Casper beat him three to one in the quarters. Neville's beat him four to three in sudden victory. Um, for people that don't know about uh, Jacob Casper. You got go out and read some of the stuff that's been written on him. This guy has overcome so much. You know, he was a, a, a wasn't the biggest recruit coming out of Ohio. No, he was wasn't a recruit. I mean, he had to basically. I wouldn't yes, beg he, to, he, but I mean, he, he he solicited himself. Like yeah. he 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 put himself out there for, for college coaches. Um, you know, Duke took a chance on him. He started out wrestling one eighty four for them. Um, he 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 suffers from Crohn's disease. Uh, basically, they kind of gave him an ultimatum that said, "Stop cutting weight, um, or don't ever wrestle again." Yeah, that's so, why he's at heavyweight. If exactly. Didn't realize that. So that's why you see him at heavyweight. Um, he's had a great season. Finished the season thirty and six. Takes sixth place at the national tournament. Um, I I couldn't be happier for him that he got on that podium, man. I'm, I'm very happy for him. You know, he uh, he said he was going to go out and punch Snyder into the mouth, and uh, you know that didn't quite happen. And you know, what? but he gave. I mean, he he, he did not back. Him. He went after him. Now. Dude, Kyle Snyder's the best in the world. Exactly. Exactly. So, you know, look, you know, I like Casper. I like him a lot. I think it's really neat um, what what he did. I, I love his story. For sure. But when he's telling me he's going to beat Snyder, you know, I'm thinking in my head, that's going to be a tough feat. That's going to be a real tough feat, bud. Um, you know, but, but and Snyder ben, showed why he's the best in the world. Ben, that's fine. We can think that. But what do you tell kids you coach? He needs to think yeah, that. You, you want them to think that. You don't because want to think they, he's going to lose. If yeah. they're not thinking that, then there's something wrong. 
I agree. No, no, I agree wholeheartedly, right? We can think. We can think in our head, look, this guy is delusional, which which isn't what we thought. No. You know, but we, we but, but you know, we can think this guy, you know, you know, Snyder's going to beat this guy because Snyder's the best in the world. But if he if he thinks that that well, Snyder's going to beat me, that's then this pointless to even wrestle the match. I you agree. Know, you know. Do you think Vincenzo was thinking that when he beat Imar? No, Vincenzo stepped in the line thinking he could beat Imar. Exactly. Guaranteed 100%. Exactly. Um, so yeah, man, I mean I don't think, again, we've said this before. Corell's, oh, go ahead. No, how much of a treat it is that, that we get to witness what we're witnessing with Kyle Snyder? I mean, what? I mean, you're witnessing the best wrestler in the country. A guy that could arguably go down as the greatest U.S. wrestler of all time. Well, yeah, we'll see about that. We'll see if he wants to. I said to, arguably. Yeah, we'll see if he ended up wanting, wanting to get punched in the face in the UFC. God, if he goes UFC too early, I'm going to be pissed. I can't blame him. He is the best wrestler in the country. I mean, right now. He's the only one that won a, won a gold. I mean, I guess Steber. I'm just saying. You could argue Steber. The best all time. He could he could go down oh, as yeah. arguably the greatest U.S. wrestler of all time. He's on track. If he's he sticks track. with it. And he's wrestling college right now. And it's fun. I, he, I hope he's a Buckeye next year. He'll be a Buckeye next year, I mean, man. Yeah, He'll I definitely so. be a Don't even go there. I don't know. Kale might try to steal him. Shut up. He's got Nevels. <laughs> he can have him. <laughs> What else you got at this weight class, bud? You know, I got I got nothing else, man. I don't think there was a ton of surprises. It kind of went chalk, except for the fact that... Dijon uh, ended up All-American. Good for him, dude. I love when App State gets All-American. Yeah, how about that App State train? So Love it. So I got, I got nothing else for this tournament, man. I know we kind of breezed through it, but what do you expect us to do? Read you every freaking result? Hey, you know what? If you expect that, go download your own damn brackets and read them yourself. Man, I love how you get after you've had a few beers, Ben. I really do. <laughs> I, again, I go back. Thank you for, for wearing clothes today, though. My family appreciates it. All right, so that's basically the NCAA tournament in a nutshell. Again, by far one of the greatest sporting events that you can witness. If any of our listeners out there have never been to the national tournament, make it a point to go at some point in time. It's, it's, a, oh, it's go, so man. much fun. It's, it's amazing. So much fun. It is an amazing environment, an amazing atmosphere. One of the things I love about college wrestling is how um, accessible the athletes, the coaches, um, the diehard fans are. Um, it's it's just such a wonderful thing. Um, I don't know, Ben. What do you got to say? I, I got nothing else to say, man. I, you know, I appreciate everybody listening. This has been a really fun season. It looks like we're going to head into the off season. I think we're going to keep this thing rolling. But man, hey, 2016, 2017, it's over with a bang, man. Time for freestyle Greco season. Yeah. All right. That's all we got for you guys today. Thanks for listening. Hope you enjoy your day. And if we can offer you one piece of advice, when you're wrestling Vincenzo, don't wind up on your back, bro.